Welcome back, everybody. Balls and Beards podcast, season four already, episode two, about to kick off. Sports guy Chris here, as always, about to welcome in two good friends. Yes, First off, Mikey, how are you doing this morning, my friend? Uh, you know what? I am enjoying the weather. It is a rainy day here in Antelope Valley, and I'm loving every it, minute of it. It is a rainy, gloomy, dark, you know, yeah, one of those days here in Southern California. And now, a little bit of a special announcement, guys, as oh, we... Yeah kick off today's episode bringing in our good friend Justin who is now going to join us as a full-time member of the Balls and Beards podcast. <laughs> Justin my friend how are you doing today? Welcome to uh, your official membership status oh, my man. friend. We are pumped to have you. That's it's 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 been a long time guys. <laughs> it's been a long time. Uh yes. you know, going going from little rookie guest to full-time member that's yes it's been a big deal for me uh i've been bragging to all my close friends uh some don't care <laughs> but i do and that's what's important yeah that's what's Absolutely. important that's right hey, and we got podcasts so how about we cheers hey, yeah, it yeah yeah cheers very delicious <sighs> Excellent. Excellent. Well, thank you guys for. Oh, absolutely, man. Of course. For sure, guys. So, uh, obviously, a lot to talk about. We had a couple championship games and we've got a Super Bowl set. So, yeah, yeah, you know, we'll get to that. I don't know if we're all necessarily super excited with the matchup, but nonetheless, we had two games on Sunday. And we'll start with the first one, boys. We'll go over the AFC. Uh, where we had the you know Kansas City Taylor Swifts taking on the Baltimore, we're gonna throw our playbook out the window. Ravens, um, the Chiefs prevailed after an interesting game where both sides went touchdown, touchdown, touchdown to start. Looked like okay, these offenses are gonna hum, mm-hmm. and then we had one field goal from each side the rest of the game. The Chiefs prevailed seventeen to ten. Guys, I'm still at a loss of words of what I saw to Baltimore in particular on the offensive side. The defense was outstanding, especially after the first two drives. But the offense was just horrible. There's no other way to talk about it. Not really sure what they did. But, Justin, I'd like to go to you and get your opinion first on this game. Like I said, I'm still trying to figure out what they did. Um, Baltimore came in. Their season low for running back rushing attempts in a game was 17. They had six in this game. Six. Gus Edwards took his first carry for 15 yards, and they decided they didn't want to go with their bread and butter anymore. I don't know, man. What did you see out of this game? Um, wait, what the hell was Baltimore doing, man? Uh, I mean, I guess I guess first and foremost, you know, uh, to hell with the Chiefs. <laughs> um, let's get that out of the let's way. Just yes. that yeah. Yeah, let's just make that abundantly clear, clear for for everybody. Um, you know, it's it's one of those things of like. We all wanted, I think, Baltimore to win. Um, but yeah. we all knew what was going to happen inside. Yeah. We yeah. all knew that you know yeah. the Kansas City crap was still probably going to happen. Yeah, uh, Mahomes was still going to do his thing, and Lamar was going to choke once again. Like this was this was his yeah. classic you know year round choke uh, choke efforts. At least he made it to the conference championship. I mean, yeah, you know, great, cool, but. And until you get to the Super Bowl, at least like he still has that you know stigma that 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 monkey on his uh, on his back of of choking all the time. Um, yeah, to not to not run the ball. It's like there were so many plays that in every single game prior to this one, 
whenever Lamar would get a wide open lane, he would take it and run. Yeah. yeah. Right? And there were multiple times in the game where he had those lanes. Like, there was one where it was like the whole right side of the field was open, and he would have instantly taken that and ran, yeah. and, he, and he didn't. And it just felt like it felt so weird watching the game. Like, it was almost like it was just... Not to get into the whole theorist thing, but like, oh man, we gotta we gotta get the Chiefs into the Super Bowl and like, you know, hey Lamar, take a step back and you're not gonna do well. Yeah. Like, but yeah. it's not. It wasn't like it wasn't any of that. It was just like weird. Like he, it's like he wanted to be the passing quarterback instead of the running quarterback, but it was like, yeah, but that would have gave you the best possible chance to like put more points on the board. Like, yeah, use your legs and throw when you when you have to. Like throw in your bread and butter. Yeah, like. And especially, too, like, you know, where was Odell? We didn't get Odell involved in the game until, like, what, the third, tail yeah, end of the third half. quarter? Like, yeah, that one we fourth down one conversion. Pass, like, yeah, yeah, it finally yeah. showed up. It was just so weird, like, the, the structure of that of that game and what, like, Harbaugh was calling. Like, and then, yeah, you mentioned the Gus Edwards, like, 15-yard run. I was like, oh, wow, like, here we go. Yeah. And then right. never saw him again, like. You signed Dalvin Cook weird, for what? For what? Like, you yeah, did nothing with yeah. him. Like, you didn't use him at all. Like, he, you know, must like. Be really good at passing out water bottles. Super <laughs> um, And then, and then you have the whole Zay Flowers, you know, making that big, outstanding play and then doing the pushing the guy over and twirling, yeah. and doing the taunting thing yep. and effectively ruining that drive. Killed your um, momentum. Killed the yep. momentum. And then when they still got down there, then he fumbles at the wall. Yeah, yeah. So, like, you could put a lot of blame on Zay Flowers for having that rookie mentality of, you know, oh, I'm big, bad, and, you know, make yeah, a great play. When you're still plays. down and you're still losing, like, yeah, it's great yep. you make a great play, but that's why I hate taunting so much. Like, yeah. don't taunt when you're down 20, 30 fucking points. Like, stop yeah. doing it. Yeah. Like, it doesn't make sense. Knock yep. it off. Yep, it yeah. happens a lot. In I the love NBA. the first down yep. signal when yep. you're down twenty and you yeah, get picked like, up awesome, for a good job, job, dude. Super cool. Like, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it, it was just a it was just a weird game. Like you know, of course your uh, your big baddies in Kansas City showed up when they had to show up, and 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 that's always the case whenever it matters yep. for them. Yep. And uh, it's just it was a weird game, but at the end of the day, like. We all knew the Chiefs were going to predictable outcome. Yeah, we yeah. all knew it. We all, you know, the second that they even got in to the playoffs, we knew that the chance was going to be there that they were because the AFC yeah. was kind of low ended. Other than Baltimore, there really wasn't a standout in the AFC. Yeah, yeah. You know? I'm, it, my, I think the key was Miami filtering just everybody getting hurt mm-hmm. and being incredibly not healthy. That would have been the one that really would have kind of changed everything. Yeah. You know, they limp into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. If they beat Buffalo, they're not going to Kansas City, and Kansas City doesn't get, like, this warm-weather team missing every defensive starter. And, like, mm-hmm. it just, they, the path ended up well, – I give them credit. They went to Buffalo and won and so on. But, yeah. you know, um, but you're right. You know, there a the couple teams we thought – might be good heading into the playoffs, weren't, you know. Um, so, yeah, yeah, I, I agree. The AFC yeah, didn't quite turn out to be quite the juggernaut we all thought. It's one of those things of if you're a Super Bowl champ the year prior, you're favored. Yeah. You're automatically favored to go back. <clears throat> yeah. Like, yeah. So, of course, you know, they get in and they're automatically favored. They're, you know, you make it into the playoffs as a Super Bowl uh, winner from the previous year. Yeah. You're automatically <clears throat> favored no matter what, so... It's true. Mikey, what did you see out of this game, my friend? 
Well, I mean, I, I saw the game intermittently because I was actually working mm-hmm. or trying to work. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, but look, I, I think this was a case of you had experience versus inexperience. Okay. Right? Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, the Chiefs have been there before. They yeah. they heard the talk. They they heard what, it, you know, they 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 heard everything. And, and, and they went out there and, and they did what they had to do and they won the football game. I, yeah. I mean, you know. I, I think based upon what I did see and everything like that and what I've read up on, I mean, it sounds like the Ravens played a relatively conservative game and that's not been their M.O. this entire year, right? Like, they yeah, kind of, no. like Justin was pointing out, I mean, all of a sudden Lamar wanted to be a throw, a passing quarterback instead of a running quarterback. Yeah. And it was like, well, how do you think you get the passing game? Get the passing game by doing the running game. And if you got the running game working for you, then your passing game opens up and yeah. you can pass the ball. We, we all know that. Like, you are a skilled quarterback. It's not yeah. like you're a one-trick pony. You know what I mean? So it's like, you know, I, why they didn't go to their bread and butter, why they didn't take advantage uh, or try and take more advantage of being on the, their home turf. I, I don't know, man. Like, you know, they, they people get hyped when Lamar goes out there and runs and does his thing. But it's hard to get the crowd into it when you're sitting yeah. there and trying to pass yeah. the ball. I mean, it's and when your guys aren't making plays, it just... I mean, look, and that Ravens defense was out there way too long. I mean, far too many times that yeah, Ravens offense true. was yeah. three and out, yeah. and that defense was bone tired. And that was yeah. that you saw that developing over the course of that first half. You were like, "This defense has to get off the field, man!" Yeah. Like that was one of the reasons why they were such a good two way football team is because the offense went out there and controlled the the game clock. Mm-hmm. Right? They had time of possession on their side. And then the defense was able to go out there and make stops because they were they were energized because they weren't out there all the time, right? So, like, that backfired on them yeah. in that game. And, I mean, look, at the end of the day, you're going up against a, 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 a Super Bowl team and, you know, and a, and a yeah. champion. An and, experienced and, and team. Yeah. You, you know, yeah. you got the that trophy, the Lombardi trophy, runs through KC. So, yeah. you know, unfortunately, you got to beat the best to be the best, and they floundered that. Yep. So, and, you know, I, I mean, I know we're going to touch on the, the NFC, but I mean, Dan Campbell had a good point, And I think it's relevant for the Ravens as well, is that you might not get this opportunity. You had yeah. the Chiefs in their first ever, you know, road playoff game, right? Yep. Like, I, I mean, you had that opportunity to to grab the ball by, the, you know, the bull by the horns and make a statement after being one of the best football teams all season long and you floundered. Yeah. Um, and God only knows. I mean, after all the coaching changes and personnel changes and everything like that, I mean, God only knows if they're going to have this opportunity again. Well, that's the thing. You know, this team um, made the playoffs last year with Lamar missing the last four games, hurt. They nearly upset the Bengals. A lot of it was what they were able to do defensively. They couldn't do anything offensively with Huntley, but they still almost won that game and almost beat the Bengals in the playoffs. So. Mm-hmm. But nobody talked about the Ravens' defense last year. They were an afterthought. Nobody was talking about any of the guys on this team. They they won-upped it, obviously. We they, no, <laughs> we but, but nobody, nobody. nobody was. No experts were. Nobody was talking about how great this Ravens' defense was. So you look at what Mike Mc, McDonald did for them, yeah. the defensive coordinator who was just hired over in Seattle. And to your point about that, Mikey, yeah, there's no guarantee you're going to be back because – <clears throat> this defense just a couple years ago was okay. I mean, you know, Baltimore has always kind of been known for their defense, but it, this mm-hmm. was not an elite group by any means. And what they were able to do, actually, as that game went on, it, holding Kansas City to three points over their last eight or nine possessions of the game was actually really impressive. Yeah. 
So, um, good luck duplicating that next year with a different coordinator. Yeah. I mean, Justin can speak as to what can happen when you lose your entire coaching staff minus your head coach in one year. Well, so then you also got uh, brothers in is in town now. He's got a whole new team with uh, with the Chargers now. So yeah, yeah. Depending on what happens there, you put Harbaugh and Herbert together, and they might never yeah. get that That's chance it. again because yeah. yep. that team's yep. already stacked as is. Yeah, yeah. And they just you got know, you can't just, just like the Ravens; they need health. Yeah, but yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so, so there's, there's that too. That's a good point. So yeah, no guarantees there. Um, you know, Lamar. To your point, um, it was just a, he a great a great throw to start the game in that first touchdown. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, the Flowers looked like okay. They're going to be humming with the run to Edwards, and then like like we talked about, they just went away from their offense. But even later in the game, when they had opportunities, you know, Flowers doesn't need to dive into the end zone if you get tackled at the half yard line. It's first and goal. Who gives a crap? Yeah. Um, you know why you dive in that situation and and even put yourself subject to turning the ball over? You have to be smarter. And then you know Lamar a little bit later on in the game. I, I'm I'm sorry. I was one of the worst throws I've seen all year long in the triple coverage in the end zone. And he was yeah, looking down the receiver so the whole bad. time. He had his tight end underneath wide open, who's always been the number one option all year long. Even with Mark Andrews out, Isaiah likely was a huge part of that offense. I've never seen that all year long. It was just, it was bad. It was really bad football at times. And, uh, you know, to your point, when I hear things on the radio from Vegas experts talking about how, you know, hey, the Vegas really needs the Chiefs to win today or they're going to take a bloodbath. I know one thing. Vegas doesn't take bloodbaths. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> never have, never will. So when, when I hear things like that, it gets interesting. Not not going conspiracy theorist-ish, but let's be honest. When you hear things like that, we know Vegas doesn't take a bloodbath. So whatever the deal was... Um, bad game planning, whatever. Uh, c- clearly, Kansas City had the upper advantage. The power of Taylor Swift, whatever it may be. A whopping um, 23 seconds. Yeah. I read that she, she was on the screen for a whopping 30, 23 seconds. Yeah. Can't blame it on Swift. Yeah. It, well, you know, just her aura in the stadium. <laughs> Maybe. Clearly caused Maybe. Baltimore okay. to, aura. to just self-sending yeah. sport. I mean, I, uh, that's a government conspiracy. It, She's but. just trying to get people to register to vote. <laughs> so there we go, guys. Kansas City back in. You know, now now we have to flip over to a, to the other game in the yeah. NFC. Um, guys, we were so close from having Eminem versus Taylor Swift at the Super Bowl. We were so close. But, alas, it didn't happen. So we had the, you know, the San Francisco uh, Shanahan uh, McCaffrey's hosting the Detroit failed fourth down conversions on Sunday. And the, uh, you know, Shanahan McCaffrey's ended up pulling it out in the end, 34-31. Epic comeback, of course. Um, Detroit looked unstoppable in the first half. Clearly had a great game plan. Came out fired up. They were executing. They were running the ball incredibly well. Uh, Goff was playing well. I mean, they looked good. Second week in a row, San Francisco started very slow, very sluggish. Um, you know, they go into the half down 24-7. to seven, And then, man, this, this little four-minute stretch happened there in the third quarter where it all just kind of evaporated uh, for yeah. Detroit real quick. And all of a sudden, the game was tied up 24-24. But... Plenty to talk about, plenty to break down, of course, guys. There were a couple decisions there in the second half from Dan Campbell that have been talked about, rightfully so. The first one, um, 
you know, they had the chance fourth and two. Uh, San Francisco had started the second half with a field goal. Detroit was looking to answer back. They drove back down in field goal, field goal range, uh, facing fourth and two. It's a 14-point game. They go for it, don't get it. And San Francisco scores two touchdowns and ties the football game. The next one, uh, now it's fourth and three. They're down three. A chance to kind of stop the bleeding, tie the game back up, go for it, don't get it again. Um, I understand um, yep. the the this is their identity, and I know they did it all of last year too, all of this season going for it on fourth down and all that kind of stuff, and that's fine. Um, but I think part of it is also understanding where you're at the moment and how you can potentially – let another team back into the game. And the other part of it is, is I think, especially in these games, you have to weigh what happens if you don't get it just as much as if you do, right? Mm -hmm. The momentum swing, you know, that second, fourth down, you don't get it, you're done. And they were done because there's no way you're going to send your defense back out and tell them, hey, we just let them score 20 points in a row. You guys go out and get a stop to save the game for us and keep it in it. No, we knew that wasn't going to happen. So you... In that one, in my opinion, you decided to put the whole game on one fourth and three, it, it, because you're playing the momentum. You're on the road. If you're at home, that's one thing. You can overcome that because the crowd is the crowd isn't going to get all fired up like on the road and all that kind of stuff. I felt my personally, and I get your guys' take obviously that you just kicked the field goals. I, I, I in my opinion, I, I think the especially the first one because you have an ability to go back up three possessions at the midway point of the third quarter. The game is still seventeen point lead. Nothing's been lost. You, you're kicking off. San Francisco isn't taking over at the thirty. I don't know. To me, you 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 make that field goal and go back up three possessions. There's only so much San Francisco can do. You only get so many possessions in a game. And if Mm. you're wise with your next two, you can run the ball. You can work the clock. If you even get another field goal, you can put that game away. You put it away and win that football game. Instead, I get it. You're aggressive. Wow. We want to play to win. Sometimes playing to win is taking the points when they're available on the Mm. road. Um, That's my take there. Uh, I thought Detroit really blew it in those couple instances. So especially that second fourth down when you have an opportunity to stop the bleeding, like I said, you can tie the game. So you can you can look at your guys on the sideline and go, hey, man, that was a shitty third quarter. We freaking gave it back. But we're tied. We're in this. It, let, let's go get it done in the fourth quarter. You couldn't do that. Another yeah. failed fourth down conversion, and now it's you know the other way. So um, Mikey, let's start yeah. with you on this one. What What are your thoughts on all of that? Do you agree with it? Do you agree with the aggressiveness? Do, where Where do you think Detroit went wrong in this game, or was it? Am I wrong not giving more credit to San Francisco for their comeback? Um, I think it's a little bit of all of the above. Um, okay. yeah, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm go with the Switzerland answer. Um, you know, <laughs> like I I mean, look. Dan Campbell's like you said, you know, he's this is the way he coaches. This is this is why he is the way he is. This is why he is arguably the most beloved coach in all of football. Um amongst Big nuts Dan. But you know, yeah. uh yeah. yeah. And so, you know what I mean? Like the the fourth downs, I mean, yeah, like most people are gonna be conservative, they're gonna punt, they're gonna go for the three points, you know, whatever. He 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 stuck with what he's done this entire time. And, you know, I, I mean I would I Never played football, but you know, I mean, you know, when you have the 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 faith of your head coach to say, you know what, guys, I believe in you. Go out there and do this, right? Okay, 
that's that's pretty that's pretty ballsy in, in itself, right? And that gives you that faith that you can go out there and and you know try and make that happen, despite the fact that maybe the analytics suggest, regardless of how often you do that, that it's not successful all the time. You know, kind of like we were just bagging on the Ravens for playing conservative. Yeah, you could argue that well, the Campbell and the Lions they went the other route, <laughs> and and they were incredibly. Um, liberal with their with their you know just as they always have been right and that backfired on them yeah um i i i don't know i i, I don't i don't mind it I, I mean they were in the game they they were playing with house money even they, though they were on the road because of that first half so i get it you were letting san francisco get back in the game on their home turf and that's never a good thing like you said you want to stop that bleeding it's kind of like you know, in basketball where you've got a close game and the opposing team or whatever, the team you're not rooting for, you know, on their home court, it goes to the free throw line, you know what I mean? To kind of stop that home crowd, to, to kind of quiet them down a little bit, you know what I mean? And it's yeah. three points is yeah. three points, yeah. you know what I mean? That's better than no points. And, you know, yeah, you kind of that, that, that fourth and three was a real momentum breaker, um, you know, or, or, you know, broke that momentum fully in San Fran's way. I think that, you know, the other play that the, the receiver had where it bops, you know, the, the Detroit uh, defender, you know, botches it. It goes off of his fingertips. Yeah, it would have been an interception. And like, you know, but it just yeah. goes right and then it just lands right in the in the San Fran and the, the Niners, you know, hands. I mean, and the he, awareness know. of Ayuk on oh, that 100%. too. Oh, 100%. No, like, no, 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 like, no. It was, was I can't play. believe he was even still focused at that Absol- point. Like, absolutely. Yeah. But I, I think even more so than like the fourth downs, that was probably the, the that was a backbreaker. Mm-hmm. Because oh, yeah, you that were was huge. right yeah. there at the end zone, you yeah. intercept that ball, or at least you break up that play, and you know, you know, God only knows what happens. That was that was one of those differences. That was the the Kobe to Shaq lob in you know in two thousand. Yeah, you know what I mean huge, uh, against uh, Portland. Huge play in the game. No that doubt, that's no. was that was that kind yeah. of a play. So I'm not. A, I I love Dan Campbell's aggressiveness. I think that his belief in his team, his belief in in what he's doing, absolutely. Is this a growing pain situation? If he's forced, if he's put in a situation next season, and he's for, you know, he's got to make that choice of going for it on fourth down or kicking the field goal. My yeah. guess would be he kicks the field goal, unless he's on his home turf, like you said. Uh, you know, I, that's my guess. Yeah. But you know, it's a, it's a learning curve, and yeah. you know, I mean, if you're not constantly learning, then you're not doing yourself or your team any favors. Um, but I, I don't mind it at all. And I mean, I think you have to give San Francisco credit too, just like you have to give the Chiefs credit for their game plan, for sticking with it, for understanding, yeah, we're down big in this first half, but guess what, guys? There's a whole other half of football yeah. left to yeah. play. And, you know, we, we've been one of the better teams in the NFC this entire season. Like, we're playing on our home turf. Let's go out there. Let's get a score. Let's get a stop. You know what I mean? It's just like in basketball or any sport, right? You go out there, you get three outs in baseball, you, you get back in there, you get Get back up there and try and put mm-hmm. some runs on mm-hmm. the board. You try and put some points on the board in basketball. Um, you know, it's that same kind of mentality. You just got to plug away at it, and and that's what San Fran did. And you got to yeah, give them props for that. So yeah. um, that's my take on it. All right, all right. Mikey does not mind. You know that, and and you know, there's something to that as well. I, you know, I get it. Like, you know, that has been their identity, and you know, for better or worse, you know, you kind of you stick to your guns and. Um, this time it didn't work out, but Justin, what are your thoughts on, you know, those situations, uh, how Detroit, you know, kind of played that second half in general, your thoughts on that one? 
in yeah, general. I mean, it's 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 a lot of the same. It's you know, <clears throat> that that whole way of playing worked for Detroit all year. It got them the division win. Yeah, you know, it got them all the way to the NFC Championship game. So they weren't going to change their structure at yeah. all. They weren't going to sit there and not go for it on fourth down. My issue was, is on most, most all of those fourth downs, they didn't even run the ball. They had two of the best backs, two thousand yard backs. Yeah, and they passed it. Yeah, and and that was my that was my my issue was watching it. I was like, why aren't they just running the ball? You have Gibbs, you have Monty. Yeah, they're yeah they're not to mention Amon Ra. The, he or you know St. Brown wasn't targeted for a good portion no. of that game. And, and then he's when he your was, best receiver. He was dropping. Yeah, but right. yeah, like why not? Why not go? Why not go early? Like you jump out onto this big lead. You you know you 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 step on the Niners' heads, and and. You know they've 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 shown that they are susceptible to get beat, um, but they have also shown that when they're down a lot in the second half, they know how to come back and win. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, I, I I didn't mind the way Dan Campbell and, and Detroit ran it. I, I you know it was just those those issues of the the not running the ball on the fourth and ones, fourth and twos. Like give it to Gibbs, give it to Monty, and let them get those yeah. those yards because they have that capability. Um, the the field goal not taking those points. That's where I'm like, come on, man! Like you're in the playoffs, you're mm-hmm. in the NFC Championship. You need to take every single point possible, mm-hmm. every single point possible. Like I, it, it's just one of those things of like. Then at the end of the game, they're sitting there. Charging down the field, charging down the field. Yeah, we got a touchdown. It didn't fucking matter because yeah. you didn't kick the field goal and the game's not tied now. You could have went into overtime at yes, that point. exactly. So all yeah. of this, like, oh, we got to hurry up and get this score. Right. Yeah, you're hurrying up to, like, put, you know, 10 points on the board, but you, you literally had it right there. You had the 10 you had it. Yeah. And that's why, like, every time that they showed uh, Badgley on the side, you could tell he was pissed. Yeah. Because yeah. the guy was like, you're really not going to let me kick? Like, yeah. the guy... Can kick fifty yard field goals. He's done it yeah, multiple yeah, times yeah. for them since uh, what's yeah. his face went out. Uh, and it was, was a it perfect weather game, by the way. Yeah. It wasn't cold or rainy yeah. or crappy. It yeah. was a perfect weather totally game. Totally fine. And that's why, like, you see him with his helmet off, and he's just sitting there looking yeah, like stewing. like what the hell, yep. man? Like, why? What am I here for? Yeah, I get I get the whole mentality of going for it on fourth, and 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 that's understandable, and you want to be aggressive, and that's that's the style of play that Dan does. But when you're in those areas, that is why you are paying a kicker yeah. to yeah. get you those points. Yeah. So so yeah, if I was Badger, I would have been pissed too. Like just sitting yeah. there, just watching. Like, well, I, I guess I'm not doing anything today other than kicking extra right. points. Um, you know, yeah, a lot of missed opportunities, a lot of drop balls in the second half. But this is also part of the course for how Detroit has been playing. Up until this game, mm-hmm. so they have always come out strong. They 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 jam it down your throat in the first half, and then the second half they fall off. And this has happened. This has happened, like I mentioned to you before. Yeah. Before mm-hmm. that Dallas game, where yeah. they like started to crumble in the second half, it had happened. I think two or three games prior to that, that their second half defense really fell off, mm-hmm. and their second half offense really fell off, mm-hmm. and that literally stayed all the way up until this game. So it was kind of like point, when Justin, you're watching yeah. the game. And you're seeing like, oh man, San Francisco might actually get beat. It's kind of one of those things like, I'll hold mm-hmm. the phone because it's not over yet until the clock says triple zero. It's not over, and 
Detroit likes to give up leads in the second mm-hmm. half. It's just that's mm-hmm. just what they do. Um, but again, not to take anything away from San Francisco. Big shout out to my wife, big Niners fan. Oh, there we She's go. She's in the Super Bowl. Yes. Sorry, Chris. Uh, but they 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 played their game though. Like they're they are also a second half team as they have that's showed true. over yeah. the course that's, of the last like let's true. just go with yeah. the last six seven weeks. Yeah, yeah. that yeah, they have been a second half right. team. You're right. Uh, Especially after that little lull they had in the season there, where they lost yeah. like five in a row. Yeah. Exactly. Like yeah. it's it's it's. Weird how how the trajectory is usually what Detroit does in the first half is what San Francisco did in the second half. all yeah. of last year yeah and and it just kind of flipped yeah so um yeah you know Shanahan finally getting that you know that other monkey off his back of getting into the Super Bowl again because he couldn't get out of this game yeah uh, for a while and and the talk of you know his maybe job there being in jeopardy if they didn't get to the to the Super Bowl. Um, I think was kind of like, eh, whatever. I don't think that they were going to get rid of him when he's consistently yeah. there. He's like the best coach in the league. No, that's what I'm saying. The Cowboys didn't get rid of McCarthy. You're not getting rid of him. Yeah, well, right. and I in in I think Ryan Clark said it on uh, on um, NFL Live too of like Andy Reid when he was the Eagles coach was consistently getting to the NFC Championship game. Every and they year. never fired no. him. Like, no, no. They ju- you stick with what works. Yeah. You're getting there at least. That's kind of like still a yeah. major goal. If you can get to that game prior to the yeah, Super Bowl, exactly, you're yes. still doing something great. Yes. Um. So yeah, not taking anything away from San Francisco. They 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 played a fantastic second half. I think it's the largest deficit, right? In a second largest half playoff deficit game. come uh, in a in an NFC title game. That yeah. is correct. Yeah. So Nobody I mean, has come back from 17 down before. So. Yeah. So you go you go from Shanahan being what Owen 36 trailing. What eight points or more? Yeah, something in a, like in that. A playoff yeah. game, uh-huh. and now he's one in thirty-seven. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's he's doing it. Um, but yeah, once once they let you know McCaffrey kind of go off, you get those that big play with Ayuk. You start getting Kittle involved. Like they're they're so multifaceted. And Purdy even of takes off do. for a twenty-five yeah. yard scramble. That Doing kind more of than what Lamar did. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, it. it's it's it, you know he's well. getting more and more confident as he's playing, and and yeah. all the credit to him too. Uh, you know for for showing up, being Mister Irrelevant, and and going in there, and now he's he's going to be the first one to go to a Super Bowl, right? That's true. Like, yeah, yeah. He's you know it's 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 crazy thinking that, but um, yeah, it's 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 a little scary too if you're a Niners fan. Uh, because obviously you don't want to do that in the Super Bowl of, of you know, kind of playing that kind of off-kilter to you the can, Chiefs. You can do it against Green Bay and Detroit, two young teams. Yeah. Without th- these two rosters, without a ton of playoff experience, obviously can't do it against the Chiefs. Yeah, so but on the other hand, maybe Super you can. Five years. Maybe you do let them get all cocky and confident in the first half and then smack them in their teeth on the second half like you've been doing. Who knows? We'll see what kind of kind of game plan Shanahan does because it's definitely got to be different than four years ago. Yeah, um, yeah. And it, like, it's this is a whole whole different debacle. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's you know, it's it sucks for Dan and sucks for Detroit. You know, it's 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 hard getting to that game and losing and then and and then having to come out there at that press conference that hurt. It yeah, hurts the heart when he yeah. says we might not be here again. Yeah, and it's like. You you know that that's always a possibility, but I think with with that team and what they were able to accomplish this year, even going out and beating uh, Kansas City in the first game, yeah. and then going on and running a rough shot against the division and taking yeah. it and getting as far as they did, getting those home playoff wins, they're gonna be back. 
Oh, yeah. They're going to be back. They're probably even going to get stronger, too, because they're probably going to make some pickups in the offseason, yeah. too, um, to maybe dial up that defense a little bit more, yeah. Yeah. Uh, which I think their offense is fine. I don't think they need any pieces in their offense. Uh, no, you, you beef up good. that defense, get a couple of pieces there, yep. they are going to be a very, very scary team to play, uh, especially come December and January. So, yeah. uh, But I think at the end of the day, I think we, we got – the team out of the NFC, I think that was going to have the best shot at beating Kansas City in the Super Bowl. I really think Detroit probably would have suffered a lot against uh, Kansas City this time around, mm-hmm. um, just because of that whole second half thing. You can't yeah. do that against, yeah. especially yeah, when yeah, Kansas yeah, City gets to the Super valid. Bowl. Yeah. A whole light clicks yeah. on for them, and they're a whole different squad. Yeah, and I think that would have been bad for Goff. I think they probably would have shut down the two-headed monster of Gibbs and Monty. Um, I think this is the better chance of dethroning Kansas City with this squad. Why San Francisco? Because it's all we had. We it, we weren't there. I'm sorry. We fucked the boat here. Fuck the boat. Yeah, <laughs> that's not even a term. But well, we're pointing it now. Your old division did. I mean, the Cowboys. This was supposed to be their year. We saw what happened with mm-hmm. them. I mean. Hell, no, they might so. have actually given Kansas City a run for their money in the Super Bowl too, with that offense and that. And, and, and yeah. if Dan Quinn actually like yeah. showed up, yeah. you know, and, and uh, didn't let you know everything yeah. get run on them, you know, they probably would have had a chance yeah. to, Green to end Bay, that Super even Bowl Green drought. Bay, even I, Green I, Bay, I, yeah, we I, beat I them once earlier this year. They're they're the way we were playing anyway at the, at yeah. the time. You know, could have could have caused some problems, but uh, sure. But I mean, as of right now, we have the team that I think is going to be the best chance of. Of dethroning Kansas City, Stupid. I think it can happen. It should happen. Let let McCaffrey go. All right, let him go. Well, that's gonna bring us to our next segment. I think we'll take a quick segment break yeah, before we jump into the Super Bowl, boys, and our big Super Bowl preview. But there you go, guys. There's our little recap of the AFC and NFC title games. A lot of good stuff there. Um, you know, I think you guys did a great job of kind of. You know, going through that that whole scenario and you know making sense of all of it. Like, and I and I in the end, I agree with both of you guys. I think it was a little bit everything. You know, San Francisco's ability, Justin, to your point, built for that. You know, Mikey. Um, you know, yeah, it, it's hard to get Detroit to go away from something they've done all year long. Yeah. Even though sometimes, you know, you just got to be smart and and take some points. But yeah, they really fucked the boat. Yeah, they fucked the boat. That is a great. <laughs> that boat. is going to be the quote of this this episode. God, so I don't know why I said that. That's <laughs> it, it's good. It's good. All right, guys, we'll take a quick segment break. We got a Super Bowl preview coming up. Welcome back, everybody. Balls and Beards Podcast, Season Four, Episode Two. Moving right along, we, of course, took you through a little recap of the two AFC-NFC title games. Now, of course, guys, we got to talk about the Super Bowl. Super Bowl 58, of course, is set. We will have the Kansas City Chiefs. They're making their sixth total appearance, fourth time in the last five years. We have to talk about it, Mike. (laughs) We have to talk about it. I know. It's happening. It's not under contract. The 49ers, of course, making their eighth Super Bowl appearance. Uh, So there you go. Um, (laughs) Like cocaine? (laughs) Maybe. 
So there you go, guys. Uh, yeah, we've got the 49ers. Of course, they were the one seed in the NFC. Uh, Kansas City, the three seed in the AFC. At this point, virtually the same record. The Niners are 14-5. and five. The Chiefs are 14-6. and six. As we sit down to record today, San Francisco has settled as a slight two-point favorite. And the over-under is sitting right around 47.5. Pretty much. Favored? San Francisco's a two-point favorite. Oh, they've already lost. Yeah. That's Uh, already over. All right. Well, uh, that was was your Super Bear preview, guys. (laughs) All right. That's it. Preview is over. Here we go. (laughs) That's it for us. Yeah, so... They came out a three-point favorite Sunday night already. Uh, that was immediately wow. bet down to two and a half. That went all the way down to about one and a half uh, within the first couple days, and now now it's settled back at around two. That seems to be the consensus. So a slight, uh, a slight favorite. Um, Come on, safety. Yeah, I mean, you know, Kansas City being an underdog, a little surprising, but. Defending champs and everything. But, yep. of course, guys, some of the stuff yes. going on here, some of the, the headlines, if you will. Um, Taylor you know, Swift. Besides Taylor Swift, of course, will be there, or I'm sure will be there Usher. in some capacity. Usher, of course, will be doing the halftime show. The Reba McIntyre. Superstar Bailey. Yeah, you know yeah. who that Bailey's? Is. I like I watch Bailey's. Race. I watch wrestling, so oh. I know she's a huge Niners fan. Oh, okay. So maybe if Bailey's listening. Okay, there we go. Shout, the shout out to out Bailey. Absolutely. Yeah, there we go. Um, you know, so on the San Francisco side, we, of course, have the Shanahan-McCaffrey connection. Of course, you know, father, uh, the father of the two, the fathers of the two playing now, once played together, won Super Bowls together, and Mike mm-hmm. Shanahan and Ed McCaffrey. Now the two sons have the opportunity to do the same thing, playing together. That's one of those storylines there. I believe if the 49ers win, I, I thought I read it was either would be the second time in history that a uh, father and son were able to win a Super Bowl for the same team. McCaffrey won it for the 49ers back in the day there when they pounded the Chargers. So, uh, you know, interesting storylines going Thank on Thank you, there. ESPN, Chris. Yeah, you're welcome. I mean, these are important. This is what we're going <laughs> to hear important. about for the next week and yeah, a half straight. You're right. You're right. Because well, we can't uh, talk Pro Bowl because nobody, yeah, nobody no, we cares can't about that. Football. No, yeah. no. On the other side. Um, we can talk lingerie bowl. There we go. That is would be fun. Happening? I don't know. Is that going that's on? Fine. Yeah. But, I mean, we could talk about it. <laughs> we, could talk, <laughs> we could talk about it. That's That's true. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so, Mikey woke up in a mood today. <laughs> <laughs> this will be Mahomes' fourth Super Bowl appearance in five seasons. No way! I know, what? Right? Is that, That's I can't believe that. How did you pull that? Not, I know, right? I can't believe it's you not had that to really thought. go dig deep. Had to for dig that deep. Stat, didn't fourth you? appearance yeah. in his Jesus seventh Christ. season overall. Yeah. Um, you know there uh, was. Yeah, we get it. He's Brady now. We get it. Yeah, I mean, he's looking to match Tom's mark. Tom Brady is the other quarterback who made it to four Super Bowls in five years. Aside from Jim Kelly, of course, Jim Kelly went 0-4. Those are the only other two quarterbacks or teams to appear in four Super Bowls within a five-year period. Um, Brady and the Patriots, of course, went 3-1. and uh, A win for Mahomes will make him 3-1 and as well. And oh, by the way, he's looking to become the first player in NFL history to win four Super Bowls under the age of 30. Tom Brady and Troy Aikman, he is uh, currently in their, um, you know, or, or sorry, he's looking to tie Tom Brady and Troy Aikman for most Super Bowl wins cool. under the age of 30 with three. So cool. there you go. Cool. So he's going to do it. Yeah. Um, so, basically, is what yeah. you're saying is because we got to give him all that. He got his first 
road playoff. We got to give him his flowers, Justin. You know, let's let's just get him all let's the, give him the flowers, all the, all the stuff now, all the records, so that well, way we go. Tom Brady, well, who? Yeah, Furthermore, exactly. in these playoffs, Mahomes yeah. seven hundred eighteen yards. He's completed sixty eight percent of his passes, four touchdowns, no interceptions. Those numbers get even better when you just take the last two games into account against Buffalo and Baltimore, in which case he's completed 75.8% of his passes, three touchdowns, no picks. So basically Mahomes has been playing very good in these playoffs. Travis Kelsey, we didn't even talk about the Ravens' inability or game plan to even try to guard him in that last game. He had 11 catches for 116 no, yards Taylor and a touchdown. Swift threatened the defense. Yeah, well, he's 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 on one because he had five for seventy-five and two scores against Buffalo and seven for seventy-one against Miami. So he's humming. None of these three teams have come close to figuring out a way to slow him down. Even though you would think you'd have to have somebody on Kelsey all the time because all their receivers do is drop the ball. No, so. you no, you leave him wide open. Yeah, I would That's leave my game plan. Right? You leave yeah, Kelsey you leave, leave him wide open. Absolutely. You need MBS. Taylor Swift tickets, yeah. so guess what? You need Kelsey. Open. <laughs> On the flip side, guys, you know, Brock Purdy, uh, let's give him a few flowers too, Mikey. You know, I think we should. He's played pretty good in these Mr. playoffs. Relevant. Yeah. He is apparently you know, relevant now. 252 and a touchdown against the Pack, 267 a touchdown a pick against Detroit, but more importantly, 48 yards rushing. So, yeah. dude's got some legs. on I him. mean, you know, Purdy's played good. He looks as like well. he works in IT, but yep, he's got some legs he's on him. He's got some legs. Purdy just, you know, he turns it out a little bit. There you go, guys. There's a little bit of background on this game and everything. Yes. Um, you know, I I think we know both defenses were pretty good. They were both top ten defenses. Kansas City, surprisingly, his defense was better than their offense all year long. Um, I think you left out one stat with Mahomes. Is uh, I think he has a perfect QBR whenever he does this mm. little hand gesture after a, a play when he's going yeah, back to jazz the line. Hands. And he does his little, his, his little I think you're thing. right. Yeah, he the goes, little finger a, thing. He has a perfect yes. QBR rating. Yes. Well, good. That Do hand it. goes up and he starts twiddling those Do fingers. it all game long and then that QB rating goes way down. And also, I mean, just saying. other stat for Mahomes, uh, I'm sure you guys are excited to hear this one. Oh, he's yeah. Please tell me another one. He's yeah. 14 and three as a start in in the playoffs in his career as a starter, tied with Peyton Manning for all time playoff victories. Peyton Manning 14 in 13 in his career, so a Super Bowl win he will pass uh, Peyton Manning and go into the top five all time. In, and San Francisco's favorite in playoffs <laughs> in play. It, I don't know. I would scratch well, my head as right. soon as that came out. I am licking my chops to throw my wad of money down on Kansas City, boys. Give me them as an underdog. Fuck yeah. Let's do it. Anyway, let's get to the predictions for the let's game. What do you guys think of this matchup? Justin, let's start with you. Um, looking a little perplexed now that he's found out the line. He's less enthusiastic knowing that Kansas City all of a sudden is an underdog. Justin, what are your thoughts on uh, this game, my friend? Okay, so we'll go with my heart and my gut. Okay, I like that. Because I'm convinced that my guts have shit for brains. <laughs> well, I mean, that's where shit resides. So, so anatomically speaking. Oh. Obviously, I would rather have San Francisco come out. Um, yes. I do, I do still think that they are the team that can do this, especially with this new addition of McCaffrey. You let him run free. Even if you don't let him run, get him involved in the passing game, and he's going to shred. Especially if you if you run to that left side now yeah. that now that uh, 
Odigi Bobo. Yeah. Odibobo. I cannot pronounce his name. It's very difficult. Um, that dude. That guy. Um, since he's out on the left-hand side, it's gotten very vulnerable now. Yeah, that's true. Um, so you can that's run true. to the left, and 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 McCaffrey should have a fun time. But get him involved in the passing game. I would say early, and let him like get some screens, get some like you know different little ways of getting him the ball, and let him shred. And this is going to be a game changer. I don't think I don't think Kansas City has this enough speed to to maintain. C Mac, I think. Okay. Um, I, I think that's fair. I mean, at this point, like you would even have to put McDuffie yeah. on on yeah. like shadowing uh, C Mac, which is then going to open up Ayuk, who averages what like twenty yards a catch. Yeah. Like I think this year he's, he's averaged like like plus twenty. I would say is 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 what his catch ratio is for his uh, for these deep passes that he gets. It's it's a, it's an insane number. I'm like, holy crap! This guy's gonna be a wide receiver number one somewhere because I don't think they're gonna be able to retain him. But uh, so the season, Ayuk averaged 18 yards a catch. So okay, so just, yeah. that's insane. That's ins- it that's is still insane. An insane it number. is insane. Um, so yeah, I mean, you let C Mac go. You let Ayuk. Ayuk is gonna get open. Um, you know, depending on what Debo does, if he's, I mean, he's got two weeks to you know health up that shoulder. Um, he should be okay. Kittle is always, always a factor um, to run off a big run as well uh, after catch. Um, it's it'll be interesting to see how how Kansas City plays this defensively. Yes, because um, I do think that they have to change up their ways a little bit because of how many offensive weapons that San Francisco has, and I don't think that they have enough. Um, so. Obviously, my heart wants to go with San Francisco, but I still. But have will this. your heart go on? May it go on, but yeah, it's it's. I just I just. It's the same thing with Baltimore. I want I wanted Baltimore to win, but I knew Kansas City was going to win. I want San Francisco to win, but I just know fucking Kansas City's going to win. But I don't know. I don't know. This is this is this is. Going into this week, to this last weekend, this is what I expected, mm-hmm. and. You know, hey, it's 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 it it's it's a it's possible that San Francisco can dominate this game. They have the capability of it with their offense and their. We defense. have the tools. They have all the tools. True. Um, you know, uh, uh, barring a first quarter smushing by Kansas City, <laughs> they they should come out with a little bit more chutzpah this time and and be like, hey, look. This is Kansas City. They've been here before. They've done this so many times. Let's let's come out and smash these guys in the in the face. Let's let's run it up their butt. Nope, I didn't mean to say that. <laughs> let's <laughs> let's let's run it up their throats. Not that's I, that's I, not even better. <laughs> no, that is not any better. Okay, how many times do the commentators say wow. something that's so off kilter? Hey, dude, Greg Olson, yeah. man, he's, yeah. he's Troy Aikman, even Troy too. Aikman. Is, have you ever yeah. watched? Have you ever Troy seen is. a rain game? Yeah. You know, I've handled a lot of wet balls in my day. Like yeah. that's yeah. that's all he yeah. says. Yeah. Yep. So if I say throat yeah. and butt, excuse yep. me. So you were in Vegas, though. I was so in Vegas. Maybe got that. On I apologize. Yeah, that's um, true. But yeah, yeah so that's that's, true. that's where I'm gonna go. It's it's. I want San Francisco. I. But it's not a, gonna be according not, to Justin. Sorry, uh, San Francisco fans. I'm sorry, Ronnie. Um, <laughs> but no, it it should it should be different this time. It really should be. In, in my honest opinion, it should be different this time. Um, 
they're stacked. They are stacked on both they sides of the ball. I think stacked. more so than Kansas City. Kansas City, I think that's probably why they're underdogs, is because their wide receivers are not as good. Their defense is is good, but not as good as yeah. San Francisco's. I think their you know Kansas City's offense is decent with their run game and with Kelsey, but it's not as good as yeah. how much that San Francisco has. So I get why they're favored, um, and it should be different this time than four years ago. I I I really do hope San Francisco kind of comes in with a different kind of mindset this time mm-hmm. and not let the first half get away from them. Let it be a game or just smash him in the first half and let Mahomes play from behind and kind of get him off of his his game a little bit because he plays very comfortable with a you know with a with a, a slight lead or with a like a game being like 10 10 something oh, yeah. like that. Like yeah, he's yeah, very yeah, very yeah. comfortable. Totally. He doesn't get rocked. Nope. But if you have him down say 21 0 at a half, you might rock his you know his 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 yeah uh, his collective kind of thought process True. when he's out there throwing the ball and running. So let's see what happens. But let's 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 just say I'll say San Francisco takes it. San Francisco takes wow. it. Wow! All wow. that hemming and hawing, oh. and now he's Justin sticking with San Fran. Because I know you were both going to turn him and go. So you pick? Wow! San Francisco. All right. Fisco. So Justin is going to go. It is forty. Hearts nice and take the 49ers. All right, 49ers. I mean, you it's know, kind of a home game, right? When you, when you, yeah, kind of, yeah. Kind of. I mean, when you, yeah, you could argue for the Chiefs, too. I mean, they kind of own the Raiders, don't they? Well, except that second game this year, but whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, dude, when you, when you look at it on paper, when you really dive in, break things down, I mean, you know. Stats and information coming in here, a couple things. So, Ayuk, only four games this year, he didn't have at least one catch of 20-plus yards. So, to your point, I mean, that guy, obviously, we expect him to catch at least one pass, right, of over 20 yards, which is a big part of their offense, hitting Mm -hmm. him for the deep ball. McCaffrey, 1,400 yards plus rushing this year, caught 67 passes. So, to your point, getting him going, especially in the passing game. Over 500 yards receiving at over 2,000 yards from scrimmage. 14 rushing touchdowns, 7 receiving touchdowns, 21 total touchdowns. If I'm the 49ers, I want McCaffrey to get the ball 25 to 30 times in this game Mm -hmm. combined. I don't care however you divide it up, receptions, rushing attempts. The more that guy has the ball in his hands, the better chance you're going to have of winning this football game. Mikey. Yeah. Your thoughts, my friend. Um, I know you're super excited that that your division rival, the 49ers, are in 100%. here again. But are you going with Justin? You like the Niners? Are you are you going with the uh, you know power of Taylor Swift? It's going to be such a the yeah. Shoes. I'm going with the Alabama Mud Dogs. <laughs> yeah, yes, the Alabama Mud Dogs. Johnny Peanut Butter. Yep. Johnny Peanut Butter. Look, look, <laughs> look. I you know. I I just looking forward to Taylor Swift being on the screen a lot All of right. times. Yeah. Um, Usher, you were excited about Usher. I think you said. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure I'm excited about Usher too. <laughs> and Reba McIntyre. I mean, look. All right, let me let me let me let me get some sort of kind of serious here. Um, th- I think this is going to be a high scoring dogfight. I I think okay. that I yeah I think it's going to be kind of a shootout. Um, I, that, because that's what they want to see. I mean, we're going to play full on conspiracy theorists here. No one wants to see a defensive, put stupid game. 
No one wants to see that. I don't think that's going to happen. I think the Niners have the better defense overall. I think mm-hmm. they're going to do a better job stopping. They, like like we talked about, you got you got to cover Travis Kelsey. You Travis, you cover him. Those Chiefs receivers, they might make a play here and there, but unless they all of a sudden decide to remember how to catch the football, like that ain't happening. Mahomes has got his legs. He's got his little jazz hands things. Whatever. But you know what? Like I, I get it. Niners are two point favorites. I don't know how that can be. I'm with Justin on that. That sounds out insane. I think that edge probably goes because the Super Bowl is on the West Coast this year in Vegas. So you're going to have a huge... Now, granted, it's it's the Super Bowl. So you always say, oh, you know, it's closer to San Francisco. They're going to have a lot more fans. They probably will. But it's still a Super Bowl. There's going to be a shitload of people there that don't even give a fuck who wins this game. They're just there because they paid <laughs> an astronomical Vegas. amount of money. And, and there was and, a game in town. Right, exactly. <laughs> They're going to go. They, they got the money. They bought the tickets. They're going to the game. They don't care, right? Um, they're going to see Reba. But, like, look, you know, I, I think at the end of the day, I, I don't want to see the Chiefs win, man. Like, congratulations, Patriots fans. You've been supplanted as, the mo- <laughs> as, uh, uh, as most annoying fans. That, that now goes to Chiefs fans. Shout out to uh, Miss Peggy. Nope. Um, you know, and uh, notice how I said Peggy. Um, not Peg. Uh, you know, look. The disrespect. I don't give a shit. Look, I'm going with the Niners strictly because oh, all right. West Coast, California, division rival, red. Well, Chiefs are red too, so that doesn't really count. But I'm just going. I'm going with the Niners because look, I mean, Brock, you got Brock Purdy, Mister Irrelevant, who is actually. Unlike Mac Jones, unlike Daniel Jones, unlike some of these other dudes that like come out, they have a good season, albeit maybe in retrospect mediocre seasons, um, and they're kind of anointed. Brock Purdy has shown that like this dude can actually kind of play, right? I mean, you know, I'm not gonna put him up there on Tom Brady status in terms of being a late, late, obviously, you know, Mister Irrelevant, like you know, a late round pick, and then he turns out to be you know the second coming of Jesus, but like. This dude's good. And Christian McCaffrey, it's hard not to like that dude. It's hard not to like Kittles. Like, you know, there's players on that roster that are hard guys not to like. There's a lot of guys on the Chiefs that I just don't like. I don't like any of the players on the 49ers. Hey, Travis Kelsey's a pretty Except looking dude. Pretty. You know what I mean? I don't Travis like Kelsey's any a good looking cool. dude. You know what I, I mean? Like Kittle's Kittle cool. Like Kittle? You know, no. he's, he's got his funny. He's yeah. He deserves a ring. You know, I mean, look, he it, does deserve his a last ring. name is you Kittle. Know I mean, look, you know what I mean? He's not budging. He's not budging. Well, that's okay. He's a bitter Packers fan. That's okay. Yeah, when you beat my team four years in the effing playoffs, like, I'm not going to be a fan of any of your guys. See, and maybe that's the difference because the Cardinals, at least in the regular season, seem to, more often times than not, have the 49ers number. So I will take that. But look, I don't want to see the Chiefs win. I I, want to see... No, I, I want the Shanahan brothers to win titles in the same year, you know, with Michigan and and with the San Francisco Niners, I want to see that happen. Uh, I just want to see the Chiefs knocked off their pedestal just a smidge, and um, just, just so just for a year, you know what I mean. Um, and I want to see Taylor Swift cry. Oh, so, all right, so okay, it's kind okay. of a fantasy of mine. All right, um, yeah. <laughs> so Mikey's got the 49ers. I'm taking yeah. the Niners. Okay, yeah, I'm taking the Niners. Nice. It's gonna be a two v one here. Yeah, it's gonna be a two v one. It's gonna be a two v one. Well, at least we're on the same page. Anyway, yeah. knuckles. You guys were really convincing with your arguments. No, I had no argument. Caused I just me to. The Niners. No, you didn't really didn't have much to support it, no, Mikey. But I don't you really know care. what? 
neither do any of the experts that everybody no. listens to and watches no. on TV. They don't know what the hell they're talking about either. Either no. Ryan Clark, right, having to apologize because he, you know, talked a bunch of shit about Brock Purdy, and then Brock Purdy was like, "Let me shit on everybody," and then he's they like, all, "I'm sorry, I was wrong." But they all talk those. shit about him. It's not like he was the only one. Oh man, guys. Um, yeah, do I want the 49ers to win? I don't know. I don't really care. I don't like the 49ers either. They've already won five Super Bowls in their history. So um, do I want the Chiefs to win? No, I'm sick of them as well. And Kermit the Frog and, you know, the the tough guy uh, crew there where we pick on kickers of all guys. So uh, even though their kicker was practicing in the Raven zone. No, that was never talked about either. Yeah, I know. Butker was practicing. Yeah, yeah, he was all the way down at the end. So it's like, I guess it doesn't matter unless it, you know, Christ fell to the Chiefs. That's why we talk about it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, so again, um, Chiefs being an underdog, I'm I'm looking at that and I'm kind of licking my chops at that one right there because I I get I guess you know with the Niners being the one seed and like you guys said, kind of you know all the weapons they have on paper. But with you, you've got a team here with a quarterback making his first Super Bowl start versus one of the all timers already at age 28 on the other side and everything. Andy Reid um, has now won these games more times than not. Um, ah, man, it's just hard to go against all of that. And then my secret, my secret, secret stat weapon that I've been the saving, stat that he guys. held out on us. I yeah, did. whatever. I well, it. so teams wearing white are sixteen and three in the last mm. nineteen Super Bowls. The Chiefs will be wearing red. However, one of those three wins happened four years ago when the Chiefs beat the 49ers wearing red. Chiefs are going to do it again. They're going to win. I can't imagine. Not that this team needs any bulletin board material, but. I mean, being an underdog after all you've accomplished, not to mention you just, I would argue, had the tougher path going on the road to beat Buffalo in a cold, crappy game, going on the road to beat Baltimore, a team that had looked and been humming for the last eight weeks of the season, literally destroying everybody, including San Francisco. San Francisco, I've talked about it already. They were lucky to win these these last couple games. I agree with you guys. They, they they have to come out to a better start. I do think the one thing is if they do get McCaffrey going right from the instance and, and have a good game plan for him to get him in space and just get him touches and get him going, that could really be uh, the, the big difference. But if I'm the 49ers and I have the opportunity to take the ball to start the game, take the ball to start the game. Like yeah, you, you need don't defer, don't defer. Don't let Mahomes get cooking right away. Don't let those guys go out and get a lead. Yeah, exactly. Right. Don't, don't let Kelsey catch a couple passes on the first possession. Yes, do it. I want to see Taylor. <laughs> Um, but I, I, I think it's going to be a great game. And I do think there's going to be some points. I don't think this is going to be a you know 17 to 14 or something like that. I, we're going to get some points. It'll be a good game. It's going to be. I think what happens is I this the, here's my prediction. 49ers in control. It's a kind of a back and forth game. Pat Mahomes marches exactly. down the field. Kelsey they, with the game winning touchdown. They whatever. Here tra- they yeah. tra- Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey get married on the 50-yard line yeah. during the Super Bowl trophy presentation. Blah, blah, blah. That's correct. Yes. Yeah. It's going to be, you know, 23-17. <laughs> 
because the 49ers are going to settle for a couple field goals. They'll kick that last field goal just in time to leave, you know, two minutes or like a minute on the clock for Mahomes and one timeout. And they'll cruise down the field. They'll inexplicably leave Kelsey open for 20 yards on one play because everybody does. And then they'll score a touchdown in the closing moments and they will win the football game 24 to 23. There's my prediction. Kansas City wins the Super Bowl. And Mahomes joins Brady at 3-1 and one in this stretch and uh, becomes the first player breaking Tom Brady and Troy Aikman's mark, uh, or tying them, rather, uh, at three Super Bowls uh, under the age of 30, three Super Bowl victories. There's my prediction. I just, it's so, just hard for uh, me to just go anou- against all a quick of announcement, everybody. Uh, Chris has been kicked off the podcast. <laughs> uh, now we're back down to two people. Yeah! <laughs> I think we're no. missing the the, the, no. the bigger question here. Yeah, what's the yeah, This question? is the big question. Yes. And I think this is the most what's important question. What's the over-under on how long the, this game is going to last? Yes, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. No, this is the biggest question. Does Lil John and Ludacris show up at halftime with Usher to do? Yeah. Oh, 100%. You think so? Oh, absolutely. I've been asking everybody. Oh, no, they are. 100%. I, mean, I would be mad if, he, no, if they don't. No, if they don't... don't then I'm the boycotting. worst Super Bowl ever. I'm boycotting. Yeah, I I think it has to be a yes, absolutely. Right? Yeah, it has yeah. To be a yeah, yeah. It has yeah, to be a yeah, yeah. Because yeah. right. if they yeah. don't, it yeah. kind of doesn't make sense. No, yeah, no. That would be, that's that a banger. That's a banger. Yeah, it, you know that's what he's going to do? He's going to play all this it's slow true. jam so people fall asleep. Nope. He is going to do nice and slow. I'm no, sure. Luda is going to come down like he did at the Atlanta Stadium, where he's going to come down from the rafters in a in a garment. I don't big know, big Luda hair, you think? Ooh, Big loop, I don't like know. classic? I don't know. He kind of cut the, the fro off from word of mouth. I don't know. Did he? Yeah. He don't have a fro anymore. Well, these are the Maybe. things that we discussed. Yeah, I don't know. There is. Yeah. You know what? There's our predictions, guys. Two of us picked the Niners. One of us picked the stupid Chiefs. Stupid. Dumb. <laughs> um, stupid. You know what? I don't know. It's going to be tough. Anyway, we're going to take another segment <laughs> break. When we come back, got a couple coaching hires. Teams loaded up on some coaches. Then we got some NBA talk for you guys. So we'll catch you on the flip side. Thanks for listening. Welcome back, everybody. Balls and Beards podcast, season four, episode two. Moving right along, of course. We've uh, took you through those uh, AFC, NFC uh, title game recaps. Gave you our Super Bowl preview, our picks there. Of course, you know, me taking the Chiefs. Not not a popular pick pick. in the uh, podcasting circle here today, but... Now we'll get into some NFL coaching hires, and we'll see how popular those hires are here in the podcast circle today. Of course, the last shoe dropped this morning, fellas, before we hit record. Dan Quinn, surprisingly, maybe passed over by the the Seahawks and his former employer there. But the commanders have offered him his position. Um, I'm hearing from some experts that seem to think that this is a great spot for him and a good job and so on. I'm not quite as sold, I guess, as some of the experts on the commanders being much of anything, but that's just me. But I guess we'll get your guys' thoughts as well. But in addition to that, of course, we've had some other hires. Most notably, Jim Harbaugh did leave Michigan and went to the Chargers. And, you know, we'll get into that. And Mr. Bill Belichick will be on uh, in the booth or anyway, not on an NFL sideline come next year. Woo-hoo! So kudos to us because, boys, back in the fall when, you know, the news first broke that the Patriots and Belichick were going to mutually part ways, we had a discussion about it and we were in agreement that uh, Belichick probably wouldn't be coaching. Uh, he wouldn't get an offer and lo and behold, he did not. So... 
Um, there you go, guys. Uh, three NFL insiders here. If you need to know about coaching, contact 100%. us. Uh, forget about Adam Schefter or any of those guys. Yep. Belichick did not get interviewed by seven teams. He got interviewed by the Falcons, and that was it. Yes! So, anyway, let's jump into some of these hires. You know, Justin, I'd like to get your thoughts. I, I think the big one, of course, is Harbaugh going to the Chargers. Yeah. And I think that gives us all some hope that there's a team within that division now that can finally overtake the Chiefs, perhaps. We thought it might be the Raiders um, a couple years ago when they got Devontae Adams. That's been a spectacular failure. Thought it might be the Broncos when they got Russell Wilson. Spectacular failure part two. Um what is this? I mean, is this going to be a success? What do you think, man? Uh, yeah. So, if you're if you're looking at a team that is set up ready to go for success at this time, it is the Chargers. Yeah. Um, and way back when, when it was even thought of that Harbaugh could leave, uh, the Chargers were going to be the number one destination for him because. Uh, of his love affair with Justin Herbert. Yeah. He cannot stop raving about Justin Herbert. Yeah. A lot of people forget that he tried to take Justin Herbert before he went to Oregon. Yeah, he tried correct. to get him. Yeah. yeah. He knew that this that this dude was going to be absolutely phenomenal, and he is. Um, it's just he's had bad coaching. Um, so now when you get this team now with Herbert, and if, if he retains Eckler, which I think he should um because i know the whole the whole thing of if you don't get a text from jim harbaugh you don't you don't make the team <laughs> uh, that happened way back in uh in the san francisco days okay. uh and and it was reported that eckler has not been reached out to uh unless he was you know uh not receiving any of his text messages but i think his job should be safe there um, but yeah, that, that team as is with Herbert and Allen and Eckler and, and Mac and Bosa, man, that team is loaded. They are um, loaded. and they're ready to go now. Um, and all they needed was some guidance and some actual good coaching, which, uh, Staley could never, ever know. Um, so I think that is the, that's the biggest hiring that obviously, uh, with Harbaugh coming off of the national championship win and doing what he did to, to Michigan, turning that program around. Yep. Um, even when he was in the NFL, uh, and what he did with San Francisco and turned them around in less than a year, like yeah. he he yeah, has right that away. capability, and they're and on automatically right now, Chargers are going to be in the playoffs next year with Harbaugh, and they're going to be making noise, like it's going to happen. Um, wow. Yeah. So beyond everything else, like you know, with with Dan Quinn going to to Washington, I don't know. That one's a little weird to me. Um, I I fully expected him to go to Seattle. Uh, I I don't know why they didn't take him. Um, I don't think that it's because of like oh you know a few bad games in Dallas when he literally had the most monstrous defense for the entire year. I don't think that would have been a reason as to no. why they wouldn't have taken him. From what I understand, Mike uh, Mike McDonald just wowed him. I guess he came in and they were blown away with hmm. his intelligence and and. They decided right then and there that that's the guy they wanted. Um, okay. So I, that's what I heard, that they okay. were just blown away by his interview and uh, his his intelligence and so on and so sure, forth. Sure, so. he's got a lot of work to do there now because they gotta, they got to they gotta fill some a lot of pieces over there. 
Um, figure out what they're doing quarterback, figure he out does. what they're doing he does. running back, but figure out what they're doing everything, really. Yeah, Their defense they've, is they've got, you're right, not they've, good. They've got a lot to figure out. Um, I like it, though. I mean, a guy who was really good at, at Baltimore here, defensive coordinator, a team that traditionally defense, right, yeah. and everything, goes to Seattle. That's what Pete, Pete built the whole thing on mm-hmm. in the yeah. last 14 years, being up there as Had on defense. Had some success so. in Atlanta. Yeah. Some. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, loose. Um, but yeah. yeah I, you know, it's, I don't know, it's still weird to me. Yeah. It's still a weird, that's still a weird, not where I thought that he would have I No, I agree. I agree with you, 100%. Um, hell, I would have even thought maybe Atlanta would have even taken him back at one point. You know, yeah, like yeah. maybe, who knows? Um, maybe take them as their as uh, their his defensive coordinator. You know, like he could have been yeah, there. That's but, true. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like yeah, I mean, uh, that's a weird one. Um, Raheem Morris, I I think he's a, a fantastic coach. Um, he's gonna do great things. Uh, Bijan Robinson is gonna have an actual career now. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, and, with, and... Uh, with Raheem there, um, I think. Uh, yeah, he's he's Raheem was probably one of my like most favorite hires. I think of of the entire okay. coaching carousel. The dude just knows like he's he's kind of grown. Yeah, as I was yeah. gonna say over the years. Uh, I agree. Coaching um, into that like just like he he has that potential to be like your Dan Campbell's, your Mike McDon- uh, Mike McDaniel's. Um, maybe not as fun as Mike McDaniel. Yeah, but right, right. <laughs> he, he has that. He has that to where people will listen to him, mm-hmm. and and he has that 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 prowess to sell what he is. You know what he's talking about, um, and what he's going to deliver uh, as a head coach. So I'm I'm ecstatic for him. Uh, big things for for Atlanta. Um, but yeah, I think the biggest one is going to be is going to be that Jim Harbaugh one in the Chargers. Yeah. I think that kind of takes the cake there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. He's he's going to instantly turn that program around. Uh, Herbert's going to have he's going to earn that contract that he got, um, and and they are going to make a lot of noise in that first year with Harbaugh. So excited for that! Excited for the Chargers to take that division now. Nice. Hey, there we go. All Let's right. Go. Yeah. Yeah. Bolt up, Mike. Okay. Bolt up. All right. Yeah. <laughs> nope. Bolt up. No. I don't want to. <laughs> what to do? I'm just gonna fly away. Hey, there we go. Um, uh, yeah, Mikey. Yeah. Your thoughts on the coaching? You hires. are also here on this. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. No. Um, I mean, Harbaugh is probably the 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 sexiest one. Uh, obviously, he was the yeah. most sought after. Yeah, yeah definitely. Uh, you know, um, I think that you know, look, I, you know, you you read you. I just read a thing on Bleacher Report and it was talking about why. Belichick, Pete Carroll, you know, which Carroll was already announced that he was moving into a front office type role with the with the Seahawks, and I don't think he was going to uh, really stray away from that. I mean, I think he's realized that maybe he's a little too old for, uh, you know, coaching. That you know that that takes a, a toll yeah, on you. Yeah, I think. Um, yeah. And and I think that because of that, I think that you, you know, I I could I understand why he didn't get any interviews. Sure, Mike Vrabel. You know, I mean, yeah, it's kind of an interesting one. You would have thought that he would have definitely gotten, you know, a little yeah, bit more I interest. Agree. I thought the, he was fantastic at Tennessee. He yeah. did a great job. So, there. but you know, I, I mean, the Bleacher Report uh, was talking about how you know a year in the booth might do him some good. Uh, you know, kind of. But look, you look at this, and all three of those guys were guys that you know, or at least two of those three. Their 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 whole coaching success was was largely based at least. 
over the as they had continued success was based upon the ability for them to help make personnel decisions. Um, and all the coaches that got hired are guys that are not going to necessarily uh, be that involved in what decisions the front office decides to make. Right. Um, they'll have input, absolutely. But, you know, are they going to be the buck stops here kind of a decision maker? Absolutely not. No. They and and when you and this is where you see guys like uh uh like a uh a, a Campbell uh, like a Dan Campbell. This is this is what happens in sports. You you start to see a trend in player personnel. You start to see a trend in coaching hires when you know you got young guys that are on the sidelines getting a new chance. It's a fresh voice in the locker room. It's it's somebody that goes out there, believes in them, is the team's biggest cheerleaders. They don't go out there and throw their guys under the bus in post game, you know, in press conferences. They don't. They go out there and they hype up their guys. They they are the ultimate hype man for their teams, and then you see the results of that. And that's what these middling teams are trying to go for. They're trying to go for guys that are going to go out there and do exactly that. Um, that's why I think the Raheem Morris, to Justin's point, is a great hire for Atlanta uh, because they had, uh, you know, uh, they had that chance. Um, and, and, and Arthur Smith just kind of botched it. I mean, what was it? Three consecutive seasons of the same exact record. Yeah. Like, seven and 10, you know, um, just bleh. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, you're going to see that Mike McDaniels is a good example of that. Shanahan up in San Fran's a good example of that. Dan Campbell. I know that that's what the Cardinals are trying to do with, uh, what's his face. Uh, don't even know him. Is Gannon, Gerg, whatever his name is. Anyway, I don't care. Anyway, they, they suck. <laughs> it doesn't matter. So that's what, we're, that's what we're trying to do. And so, yeah, but you, you get what I'm saying. Yeah, I, I mean, that's, that's, yeah. that's what they're trying to do. Washington, they need to, they can't have any retreads in Washington. They can't have, they need that fresh voice altogether. Uh, that, that's why, you know, I mean, Dan, can't, uh, uh, Mr. Quinn is going to go there. Uh, he, he's a big, burly dude. You got Magic Johnson there, part of the ownership group. They're trying to change that trajectory of that team. Uh, I'm not as sold on the Chargers being the big noisemakers that they that, that Justin uh, oh, claims them right. to be okay. because one of their big things has been fucking injuries. Yeah, that's true. Coaching doesn't solve injuries. Yeah, that's true. So, you know, I mean, make some noise when you stay healthy uh, for the majority of the season. Because it got only no, I mean, granted, he could, the previous coach couldn't do shit. But yeah. you got to stay healthy. Yeah, yeah. If you don't have health, you don't have success. And, I mean, well, you do. You can have, you can't have sustained success. Let me put it that way. So that's the one, that's my caveat. As good as Harbaugh is going to be and as good as he's going, and yes, I don't disagree. I think they probably win that division. But. Can they make noise in the playoffs? Not if they're limping into the playoffs unhealthy. Yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. I, I mean, you know, Herbert, he's a sexy dude. You know, you see him in those commercials now. He's got a sexy head of hair. I'm rooting for him, you know? <laughs> yeah, he's I on mean, TVs when he he's walked on, on Target. He's right, on exactly. Yeah. He's on, on the get box. A, get a $400 oh, wow. Herbert. He's on the box. Oh, I didn't realize yeah. that. So, buy yourself a Herbert. I mean, look, and and look, and obviously for the city of Los Angeles, that's there. That's great because you've got the Rams being remotely successful uh, with, a, with a young and sexy coach. Uh, and you know, you, and then, and then you've got, uh, you know, the, the chargers at SoFi. So, I mean, that's good for the city of LA. Yeah. You want all that. And look, I mean, the chargers fans, they've suffered a lot. You know what I mean? Yeah. They've suffered. (laughs) And that's, that's sad. And we want, I want to see them successful. I want to see Harbaugh successful. I just think that health is going to be the biggest thing. But hey, so far, I like all these hires. Okay. Uh, uh, 
you know, they all seem to be relatively solid. And it's great. It's awesome. We talk about this on the podcast for the last four years, how we've talked baseball or basketball and we talk football, Chris, and now Justin. And all the time we talk, we talk about, we talk Justin. <laughs> and, you know, we talk about ramming boats and, you know, whatever else it is. And like, look, and the bottom line is one of those things that has been a consistent thread throughout our podcast over these years, Chris, has been fresh voices on the sidelines. Yeah, that's Not true. retreads yeah. in basketball, not yeah. retreads in football. Yeah. And as good as maybe some of those guys might be for those teams, it doesn't necessarily mean, always mean, equate to success. That's Give some of these true. dudes yeah. a fresh opportunity, a fresh voice, because you never know. That next Lombardi could be uh, uh, on that sideline somewhere. You know what I mean? That next Belichick could be on that sideline somewhere. That's true. Uh, uh, you know, and, and, and there it is. So that's my thoughts. Kudos to all these hires. Okay. And and yeah, all Bolt right, up. Mikey. Bolt up. Yeah, I, hey. bird gang. Mikey's in favor of the hires, <laughs> Justin. I think as well. You know, for for the most part, um, yeah, I agree. Fine. You know, I I I don't think there's much more I need to add on about Harbaugh going to the Chargers. We knew that was the big one. I I'm with you guys. They're built to win right now. If they can stay healthy, uh, that will definitely be part of the equation of actually being able to take the step to to you know, go past, actually surpass the Chiefs finally. But, um, you know, the the one and the other one that we didn't really touch on, but it was the right move, I feel like. They learned from their mistake a couple of years ago was the Raiders just keeping Antonio yeah. Pierce. Yeah, he that, had was the, a great, that was a he great He had move. the support of the team. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. when your star defensive player is like, if you don't hire him, I'm going to request, request a trade and yeah. he's very vocal about it, kind of. Makes you think. Not like, to mention, right, he just looks scary. Probably. He just fits the the Raiders profile. He he does. He's an LA guy. I mean, he, he was on the Giants team that took down Tom Brady's undefeated team. You know, like this is a guy that has slayed the actual dragon before on the field. So why not have him be your coach? And yeah. he took over a mess earlier this year and had this team actually in the playoff mix. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, right right down to the end of the season. So, yeah. um, and and that's with starting. Who at quarterback? Like, nobody. Jimmy G didn't start since, what, week five for these guys? So, um, if they get a quarterback, the, the Raiders could be right there. I mean, Taylor they ran Williams. the ball. They, there we go. You trade up and, and nab them. Um, we'll see. But, yeah, I, I'm in favor of all these hires, too. Mikey, to your, to your point, I think you mentioned it. Mike Rabel was maybe the only one I was a little surprised at. That one was a little shocking. Yeah. Um, it, I thought the commanders might might give him an interview and and think about bringing him in, possibly the Falcons. But I, I'm Raheem Morris, yeah, Carolina. You know, I I I I think all the other hires are pretty solid. That was the only one where I was just kind of like, hmm, um, you know. So scratch my uh, chin. But yeah, otherwise, I, I I think overall those were those were some pretty good hires, and I I do think. We thought it was going to be a couple years ago when, when uh, you know, Russell Wilson went to that division and the Packers traded Devontae Adams. But maybe this next year will be the year where that AFC West all of a sudden kind of lives up to the hype. Yeah. Uh, we've got some more competent coaches in that division. Um, yeah. So we'll see. But, yeah, I'm, I'm a fan of the hires as well, boys. So there we go. Um, that concludes our NFL part of the podcast today, guys. So we'll take one more quick segment break, and when we come back, We've got a little NBA to talk about, um, you know, some coaching changes there as well. So we'll see you guys.
Welcome back, everybody. Balls and Beards Podcast, Season 4, Episode 2, cruising right along. Of course, we gave you guys all of the NFL goodies right there. We went through championship games, uh, uh, Super Bowl preview, the coaching carousel, gave you our thoughts there. Now it's time, boys, to switch it over to the NBA where... Um, you know, we've had some interesting things. My yep. Milwaukee Bucks made a coaching change last week, yep. a bit of a shocker. Um, we've got, you know, a certain MVP candidate might not be in the running anymore. <laughs> we'll get to that. But we've got to start with the Bucks. Go ahead and releasing Adrian Griffin. Uh, at the time, midweek last week when that happened, Milwaukee was second best record in the East. They're still second best record in the East, but... Um, you know, a little bit surprising, although it kind of echoed, I think it was what, 10 years ago when the Cavs did the same thing and released, uh, Blatt, uh, with LeBron there. And, uh, they, they had a similar record. We're in a similar position. In fact, I think their record was slightly better, but anyway, those are really the only kind of instances of coaches in their first tenure with this, this kind of success being released mid season like that. Of course, a lot of stuff came out afterward, but um, you know, as a Bucks fan, I'm certainly anxious to get your guys' thoughts on this. And then, of Are course, they turned around and got Doc Rivers. So, I, I am. Yeah, absolutely. So, so you know, just yeah, and Mikey is ready to go. So, we'll turn it over to him. Um, you know, Mikey, yeah. we've talked a lot about Doc Rivers over the, the few years here in our four seasons of the Balls and Beards podcast. Um, and here he is again, just popping up over and over and over again, like the Energizer Bunny. It's Mikey, your thoughts average. on the Bucks first releasing Adrian Griffin and then going ahead and bringing in Doc Rivers. Uh, your thoughts? Phil Jackson apparently wants to stay retired. So yeah. Uh, so <laughs> you know, um, the Bucks championship window is now officially closed. Um, <laughs> I mean, look, this is a dude that's like, you know, what, one in a hundred in his last, like, you know, playoff, uh, several playoff games. I mean, this, this this guy, why this dude continues to get jobs is beyond me. I don't get it. I love the fact that Mike Breen and Doris Burke were throwing some shade at this dude, talking about how, like, yeah, it was a pleasure working with you for the last several weeks. You know what I mean? Like, you put in all this hard work and stuff. Like, look, yeah. this dude can't coach for shit. <laughs> um, I think that was, I mean, yeah, he can, he can sort of kind of win during the regular season, but this dude has proven if the last several seasons in Philadelphia are no indication or any indication, excuse me, of what this dude can do in the playoffs, which is jack shit, then you guys are SOL. I don't care what you guys can do. You're not all of a sudden, and look, the, 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 the fact that you guys got rid of Adrian Griffin, I get that, you know, perhaps that, you know, he quote unquote lost the locker room, despite the fact that Giannis was coming out publicly supporting the dude. You know, it was beyond me. I don't get it. Not to mention, you had the second best record in the Eastern Conference when you fired the dude. So, I get it. Your defense has not as been as good this season as it was under Budenholzer. But guess what? You traded away your best on-the-ball defender in Drew Holiday, and you brought in Dame Lillard, well, Mike, who is not we known. traded him away is because he got shredded by an eighth-seeded Miami Heat. Great. So, you brought in a, be- a better non-defender. And we still have the second best fan record great. in the East. That's fan great. That's fantastic. We still have the second best record in fan, the East. Fan, we are still fantastic. ahead of the Heat and yes. everybody else. But still, you're if part of the reason <laughs> was to to because you think that somehow Doc Rivers is going to improve your defense, okay? And 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 
give their trajectory. I'm I am not going to disagree with you about Doc Rivers. Because, for sure. I mean, look, I, yes, Damian Lillard, <laughs> he, he, his homecoming in Portland got spoiled last night by the Portland Trailblazers, a team yeah, that yes, is currently yeah. sitting in number 14th spot in the Western Conference, one spot above the San Antonio Spurs. I, that is correct, So, yes. look, look, I like the Dame Lillard. I, I like you guys getting him. I, I like the fact that, like, look, Drew had kind of, he, he'd run his course, right? Yeah, but Drew ran, ran his course. He, I, yeah. I think the inability not to just go in free agency and then bring in at least one guy that yeah. can play defense on the perimeter yes. is is the mistake. Trading Drew Holiday was never the mistake. I, it, and look, I, I mean, Giannis, I think at this point, deserves a little bit of criticism because just like what happens with LeBron James or is what has happened with star players over the course of their yeah. careers as they have continued success – is Giannis has the ability to be an all-team NBA defender. 100%. He already has been. And he has been. He's Absolutely. already set records But for he also power, now so. has, you can see in games that you watch, he takes plays off. He plays, yeah. he, 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 between, there's no excuse between, if Chris Middleton is out there, and Giannis is out there, yeah. and, and Brooke Lopez is out there, there's no excuse why that back line it should be anything short of miraculous. Giannis should be taking on, especially if it's a bigger guard. Yeah. His length should be able to negate anything that a smaller, maybe quicker player should be able to accomplish against him yeah. as a, as as a better defender. I get it. He's the quote unquote best player on the Bucks, and but that's why you got Dame Lillard now. Let unleash the beast, Giannis. Unleash the beast on the defensive yeah. side. Look, Doc ain't gonna do squat for you guys. I'm sorry to say, you guys are gonna win games because you're that talented. Yeah. And you guys already have things in place that are there from when Budenholzer was there as right, well as when right. Griffin was there, yeah. right? I, but and and you're Griffin or even Doc, they're not going to unleash some miraculous new thing on the offensive side of the basketball that is going to, you know, set you up levels above everybody else. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like that ain't going to happen. I mean, you you once again have the resurfacing of the fact that Giannis takes 15 seconds to shoot a free throw, despite the fact that he only is allowed 10 seconds. You had announcers at a game recently talking about holding up a phone, showing the fact that he was going on 13, 14 seconds before he released the and basketball. And Shaq shot, what, 30% from yes. the free throw line for his career? I don't give a yeah. crap about you know the free what? throw hey, shit. That doesn't matter. Shaq made the free throws when they counted, okay? Did he, though? Hey, did he, though? Three titles in three years. Maybe. I mean, when you're getting 75 Woo! more calls than the other team, you yeah, should be able to make more right. free throws. I know. I'm just saying. Look, I, I'm not trying to throw. I look. I like your team. I, I love. I like the Bucks. I absolutely I, do. I'm I do still too. I don't like the coaching shit. I agree with you. I'm, I'm clamoring for that Bucks Lakers series that we've been talking about for several years. <laughs> yeah, the problem great. is, is that I hate Doc, and I and I, I, I think I, that I, I'm with you. This man. was a this was by your management by by your front office. This was an uninspired hire. I I, I think. To replace Griffin, I understand why you brought in Griffin. Yeah, um, I think that it was kind of uh, it, it was cutting him out. Like I, I don't agree with that by any stretch. I, I think that you should have let him kind of continue on this season, uh, or at the very least promote one of your assistant coaches to interim head coach and see what that can do, and then and then go from there. I, I mean, Doc is taking over Adrian Griffin's staff. I know that earlier this season, Terry Stotts was on the staff yeah. because he was a former head coach, had lots of coaching experience, was supposed to help Griffin in in becoming a head coach, and yes. then he was he left. And there was reason, you know, people were kind of speculating why. And now all of a sudden, that Griffin is out, kind of makes you wonder why was there was there butting of the heads, whatever it was. But when look, it came out. He he 
right right before the season started you know he griffin took issue to stott's coaching players and basically yelled at him in front of the entire team which you could argue probably lost the team before the season even started because who who did dame play for in portland that he loved stott's yeah why did they bring him on to help adrian griffin to help him deal with these superstars No disrespect to Adrian Griffin, who right. played in the league, but this guy was far from a superstar. This Correct. guy has no idea how to manage these kind of egos. Right. And honestly, Milwaukee doesn't either. This is all new for the Bucks. We're not the Lakers. We're not the Celtics. We're not the fucking Bulls from the 90s. We've never been in this position right. to try and maintain greatness, to try to actually keep a player who wants to stay in the city for a chance. Yeah. Kareem... I mean, Ray Allen and Michael Red were probably the closest thing you've had to what you currently got. Yeah, exactly. In terms of star players. And they both kind of came up the same kind of time. And it was just kind of like you had to make a decision. Michael Red, Ray Allen. Right, yeah. We all know how that turned out. Yeah, I mean, we had Kareem. And he wanted to go to L.A., which is not a big surprise, even back then. So, um, you know, he won us a championship. I I can't blame him for the early 70s wanting to leave Milwaukee and go to L.A. and play for the Lakers. I mean, that makes sense. So... It's all new for us too. I think what happened was is they clearly they made the wrong hire with Griffin. Right. They realized it, and instead of going through this season with it, they they ripped the bandaid off. Now, what they did as a hire, not real thrilled, but so Giannis did give his okay for Griffin. Apparently, what happened was is he was presented with two choices. Hey, we've narrowed it down. We're either going to hire Nick Nurse or Adrian Griffin. And Giannis preferred Adrian Griffin, mainly because Griffin, during his interviews, talked about this great intense defense that they were going to play. And he was going to bring this system that he ran with Toronto Mm -hmm. that he used to stop us Mm -hmm. in 2019 from winning a title. And he was going to implement that in Milwaukee. And it didn't work. Um, Brooke Lopez wasn't playing to his strengths. It, It didn't make any sense. Um, and then even you go to the offensive side of the ball and, and not running more pick and rolls with just a two-man ball with Damon Giannis. We're one of the most successful teams when we do that, but yet mm-hmm. we're using it at one of the lowest percentages. So it's just kind of understanding, like, using your, your team's personnel. strengths yeah. yeah, and your personnel. And if you haven't figured it out 40 games into the season, you probably aren't. Now, yeah. is Doc the right answer? Hell fucking no. But at this point... We were kind of it, it sucked because we yeah. kind of tied our own hands that way. It was like, okay, who can we actually go out that a these guys might listen to? Yeah, I, I'm not I'm not a big fan of Doc either, and his playoff shortcomings are well documented. We've talked about it a lot. Yeah. The only positive I can take out of it is the one place he was at that had success before he won at. Nobody's won at the Clippers since he left. Those guys still are underachieving. Ty Lue is considered this great coach, but he hasn't got him to a finals yet or or a Western Conference finals yet. Mm, yeah, underachieving. I mean, health, I health, underachieving. Health, health, health has been a factor. What have they accomplished since I mean, Doc left? Not as what have they accomplished like the, since the, Doc the, left? The championships obviously is not there, but they did go to the Western Conference finals. I mean, that was that was after Doc. Okay. I mean, All that right. is that is something. I still haven't won shit, though. That's what Yeah, I'm they thought. haven't won a championship, won anything, sure, right? but they still got to the Western Conference without Doc. Yeah, no, I agree. So, I mean, right. that's still, yeah. I wouldn't say that they're under. I mean, they're sitting third right now, and they've been on a tear recently, right, too. Right, but they're so, the Clippers. I mean, we know it doesn't mean shit until sure, they actually win yeah, in the there's playoffs. there's that lingering so, thing, Eight and two but, in their last ten, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, they've been playing good. I'm not, I'm just saying they think, got rid I of Doc and they say, haven't won. That's all I'm saying. I think I would saying. say as far as, as what you're saying with Doc is 
Doc knows how to 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 coach. I think to an extent, star players. Yes, yeah, that, he does. that that's all I was really trying to get yeah. at. I'm not saying he's a great great hire or anything. Right. I'm saying the one place he's been at that had success before, right? He won. That was a long ass time yeah. ago. Philly hasn't had success either. They won one in 1980 when they had Moses Malone and yeah. Julius Irving. And they haven't done shit since then either. Yeah. So I will say one thing, at least maybe I'm wrong, but I, I've never heard any of the former players talk shit about Doc. Like, he was a no, bad coach. No, I haven't heard anything. We hated playing for him. He doesn't know what he's talking about. So in that regard, at least. he's a player's coach because he, he yeah, allows yeah. guys like James Harden to do James Harden things. But unfortunately, unfortunately, those James Harden things did not equate to winning in the playoffs. This oh, you're true. right. You're so right. He had to, you have to have that discipline. Yeah. Phil Jackson was a player's coach to some degree. But when, it yeah. came, when push came to shove, he was able to say, hey, shut up. This is yeah. what we're going to do. Uh, and that's what we're going to yeah. do. Uh, which you have Doc to do. No do doubt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because right. when you when you boil it down and you're looking at Doc, the coach, I mean, obviously, uh, you know, he took the big three in Boston, right? And he made yeah. that work, and he won a championship yeah. with it, yeah. and then went back the the next year. They were kind of the first to do that. They too. were the first to do yeah. that, and and that and he was stuff. a big he mm-hmm. was a big part of that. Yeah. Then he goes and takes that to 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 the Clippers, and you know, it 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 started to look like it was going to work. You know, you had the Griffin, the Paul, and and the. And the yeah, you're right. Jordan, yeah, and it looked good for a while. It looked like there. it was yeah. going to be something that was going to materialize into the same thing. And but at the end of the day, he still like he took star players and 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 at least knew how to manage them and knew how to keep them at that star level. So even when he went to to Philadelphia, he still took a Tobias Harris. He still took a Jamel, uh, Joel Embiid, mm-hmm. uh, and a, and a, you know Harden to a much lesser extent. But he still was able to make that work. So when you when you look at him now and what he's getting plugged into with Milwaukee, it's going to be the same thing. He's going to be yeah. he's going to be able to handle Giannis and he's going to be able to handle Dame and 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 make those two work. It's just the unfortunate part is 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 only going to be up until when the playoffs start and then it's all going to crumble because he just does not know how to adjust at all no, in 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 playoff situations no, and right. it's like he's lost that that mojo from from back in the day in Boston and you know it's 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 going to be a hindrance and i think that's going to i mean obviously like you were looking at you know Philadelphia being outed in second rounds and that's kind of what you're that's kind of what you're staring down at right now is is getting kind of outed well yeah. before you should um, but I mean, you know, anything could happen and we'll, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens as far as, as, as their, I mean, their record is fine. Um, and it kind of, kind of comes down to, too, with the honest being like, he was wanting stability, right? That yeah. was one of his big things. And now it's like, he's not getting any stability at yeah. all. Like it's yeah. so I just off the beaten path now. It's so crazy. Like how, how, how much of a wave is happening in yeah. Milwaukee. Nothing is consistent yeah. anymore. Like, yeah. you almost do you almost wish that you still had booty? I mean, I mean, because at least you you knew what kind of consistent. I mean, look, I get why you got Doc Rivers. I, but you could have gone through a more extensive coaching search if you would have just ridden out this season with an interim head coach from your current staff. Right, maybe even ask Stotts to come back. I mean, he was already there. You know what I mean? That's the like, guy. I would. That's what and, I was hoping. And, to be and honest, like, that's what I was hoping. Then, they then yes, done. if you ended up on Doc Rivers, then great, you ended up on Doc Rivers. But to make a hire 
when you're sitting at 48 games into the season. And, you know, I, that's just – and. I agree, guys. There's, yeah. it, I'm, I, I am not. Like I said, I'm grasping at straws to get a little positivity out of this, and that's all I can come up with as far as Doc goes. So his I appreciate the, the, the shortcomings it, have not been good. I mean, to an extent, do I wish I still had booty. Yes, I, I, it goes back to what what you just said, though, Mikey. I wish we would have done a more extensive search because there were some guys out there, and yeah, I. We, yeah, honing in on two guys and then going to Giannis <laughs> and your season. superstars. We hadn't traded for Dame yet. So right. we, you go, hey, we're looking at Nick Nurse and we're looking at Griffin. And Griffin just did the interview last, talked about this great defensive scheme. So you go, yeah, all right, let's give this guy a shot. We really like this whole we're going to be a tough defensive team. And then you're you're horrible defensively yeah. and get away from your identity the last couple of years. It was just a bad hire, and now they're kind of stuck scrambling to make up for it. So, yeah, I'm not, I'm not thrilled with Doc. I mean, you've got a, you've, it's a, it's a very short window in terms of trying to win a championship. The only good thing is, is Giannis did sign the extension, and Dame is there for a couple of years. So you have a couple of years to work with with these guys under contract. Lopez decided to come back, so the brunt of that team is is still there. You know, yeah. unfortunately. Um, it, 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 it wouldn't matter who I think you bring in as coach, you've got to figure out a way to, to generate some kind of perimeter defense because you could be the greatest defensive coach in history. And, you know, that's where really our, our big issues are right now. So, um, I mean, look, I, I'll throw this name out there and, and this is the other thing I'm going to say too, is that Doc Rivers has not been the same since Tom Thibodeau was his defensive coordinator. Okay. Right. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Tom, Tom left. Yeah. Tom was the architect of that that Boston yeah. defense that beat the Lakers. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So he left. Doc was not quite the same after that in terms yeah. of coaching, right? Because then it was like, oh wait, maybe 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 Thibodeau was a little bit more. Maybe he you was my like Tom Brady. Maybe, right. Yeah. Um, you know, the other thing is that I'll say Tyrese Maxey. Yeah. Tyrese Maxey. He's been uh, rumored to be in the, the in, in the trade rumors. Okay, he's a guy on Philly there that Doc is familiar with. He's yeah. a solid scorer and he's a decent sized guard that could defend on the perimeter. Just saying, I would love to have him. I, I just don't I know what you guys would have to give up to get him. We, you want we, we don't have a you lot Draymond. of Draymond. Uh, yeah, Draymond. Yeah, take Draymond. Yeah, Justin's favorite player. Yeah. Well, outside of another guy, we're going to talk about. He doesn't help with perimeter D, so no, no Draymond. I, we're good there. Okay. Uh, yeah, we're, right. we're good there. But he'll uh, kill somebody for I, you. I, that's true. I would love Maxi though. Yeah, um, I, I just. Saying. It, it's going to be hard for Milwaukee, realistically, boys, to really pull off a splash move. We don't have a lot in terms of what we can trade for assets. We're hey. kind of where the Lakers were at, you know, like looking ahead seven years down the road with a first round pick, you know, like what can we actually do here? I we can you trade know pick hey, swaps. We have what, a whole bunch of those. I, you know what I would do? I, honest to God, if I were the Milwaukee Bucks and I was running that front office, I'd be taking calls for Chris Middleton. I would too. Chris yeah. Middleton is. Um, I mean, I they love, ain't going anywhere. Giannis no, no. Lopez ain't going anywhere. But I'm seeing what I can get for Christmas. I love Zach Middleton, Levine. but yeah. Okay, sounds good. <laughs> That's going to help your perimeter defense. Yeah. Yeah. All right, guys. We're going to take a segment break. When we come back, we got some other stuff running down. Uh, you know, trade deadline's coming up. We've got Justin's favorite player, uh, equivalent to my Trey Young, <laughs> uh, to talk about. Uh, and four players in one week. 
have scored over 60 points, something that has not happened in like, you know, forever in the NBA. Uh, so we're going to catch you on the flip, guys. Welcome back, everybody. Balls and Beards podcast, season four, episode two, cruising right along. We just had the uh, Doc Rivers bash fest, uh, rightfully so, <laughs> talking about the my Bucks and their interesting coaching decisions now. But now it's time to move on to, I don't know, some other interesting decisions uh, over in Philly with a certain star player and reigning MVP. Boys, it's come out. Joe M- Joe L Embiid after a surprising scratch twenty seconds before tip off the other night in Denver. Uh, Philly's gotten in a little bit of trouble because of that, but even bigger, uh, Embiid is on the brink basically of not being eligible for the MVP again for missing too many games, and we aren't even to the All Star break yet. So um, let's go ahead and start right there. Um, okay. If, if you know, let's uh, start with Justin. Yeah, exactly. Let's start with Justin. It is his favorite player. He's super excited about this. We know that. Justin, I mean. Literally, you could hear him chomping on his gum. Yes, yes. Your your thoughts. This gum never stood a chance once we started talking about him. Yeah, Mr. Embiid. His late night The process. Which, by the way, he hasn't played in Denver since 2019. Yeah, I know, because he's scared to play them. Um, Uh, Yeah. Or he's just scared to play in Denver because he can't breathe. Uh, yeah, man, like, it's just, it's, it's just like this thing, this constant thing with Embiid. Every year he's constantly missing all these games because his knee has been the problem since before his basketball career even started. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's the same issue over and over and over. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know he says he doesn't care about the MVP thing, but oh, he, he does. does. He wanted, cause he bitched about it last year. Yep. And of course he's of course he cares about it. He's just he's just being a tool. Um, <laughs> so the main thing is is yeah, like he's only got what he he can't miss three more games, and he yep. is ineligible to. And he's honestly on pace to become back to back, right? Like the way he was playing, it was kind of looking point three points. It was kind of looking like he had it locked yeah. down. Like I don't think I don't think you know Jokic or anybody else could have caught him. I think it was his. Uh, there's no way in hell he doesn't miss three more games now. Like, there's He's just already no been ruled out tonight. That's what yeah. I'm saying. Like, so that's so now that's two, right? Mm, so two more so, games yeah. now, and again we have not hit the All Star break. So let's just call it here that he's his his MVP candidacy is done, which now opens the door for you know Jokic and Luca, and maybe maybe a Tatum gets thrown in there. I don't know. Um, but yeah, it's 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 done, and and the whole thing about. Like, oh, Embiid's process of, of, of him becoming that, like, face of the NBA and, and, and that, <laughs> nope, not not like this. How many no. how many games has he missed in the total of the last two seasons? A bunch. A lot. Right? Um, we'll that, that we have number. very scientific we'll that numbers number here number on the podcast. We school super, super scientific number man, Chris, always, yeah. always yeah, pulls up man. the numbers. Without a computer, yeah. by the way. He doesn't yeah, have a computer in front yeah, of him no, at all. And at he, all. And he no. knows these stats. And I'm only talking right now to give him the time to dial up the number <laughs> that he knows is the number of games missed by Embiid. Here you go, guys. Here's Embiid's career, if yep. you want to know. Um First season, 2016-17, he played 31 games. Followed that up by playing 63. Followed that up by playing 64. 
2019-2020, he played 51. The following season, he also played 51. Played 68 games in 2021-2022, oh, wow. which wow. is a career high. Last season, he played 66 games um, in winning the MVP. And so far this season, he is at 34. So, Justin, to answer your question, he missed, what, 16 games last year? Mm -hmm. And has missed already, what is that? About 20 games. About 20 games this year. So, that's the thing. Most valuable player, right? Quarter of the quarter have of the to be able to play on your team. You yeah. have to be able to play and be in the NBA and yeah. actually play games and actually do well. So yeah, uh, that's not going to happen. Um, mm-hmm. And and honestly, let's just let's just call this the the downfall of Philadelphia because what are they sitting in five right now? Twenty nine and seventeen, Justin. Yeah, um, six and four. In so I'd say after the trade deadline, losing streak. Sure. I'd say after the trade deadline, <laughs> Miami makes some makes some moves, right? Yep. Indiana's looking kind of nice. They're sitting in six. I could see them falling all the way down into the play-in tournament, honestly. Yeah. Let's see it them falling happen. down to like an eight, yep. a nine, maybe yeah. even as far as ten. Because at this point, like, it's just kind of crumbling. And it's, especially if Embiid can't play, that's that's the center of your offense. That's 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 it. So it's just, it's just yep. a downward spiral from now. It, it, it's... So tired of Embiid. I'm so tired of him, dude. Anyway, that's that's it. That's all I have to say about him. Right on. All right. All right. Yeah, very nice. Very, very, very nice. nice. Yeah. Right. I look, I, I think that uh, you know, um I, I agree with you. Uh, I you know, his his MVP campaign this season, regardless of he, he could average forty points the remainder of the season, but I mean because of the way the stipulations that they have in place, which you would you would argue that if he did average some forty points a game or whatever that there's going to be talking heads out there talking about how like, oh, well, they need to make an exception and they need to do away with this rule and all this other kind of stuff. But no, you got to be healthy. If you're going to be the most valuable player for the team, for your team, then you've got to be able to play. Um, you know, look, I think this the 76ers are going to be uh, active at the trade deadline here coming up in the next couple weeks. Tyrese Maxey, as I said, uh, you know, he's been mentioned out there. Tobias Harris has been out there in terms of in and out of trade rumors since the start of the season, even going back to previous seasons. Um, you know, he does have a fat contract, but he's a tradable piece. He's a guy that you could kind of fit in anywhere and he's going to put up points. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that, you know, if you're Nick Nurse and company, uh, you're, you know, and, and Daryl Morey, you're probably going to make a move to try and help build around, uh, uh, you know, uh, your boy Embiid. So, uh, I think that's what's going to happen there. I, I mean, you know, you, Embiid was part of the whole process situation, and he started off, as you said, only 31 games in, in his first campaign. That's right, yeah. Uh, you know, this guy is always – I don't understand why he doesn't get the same kind of crap that Anthony Davis gets. I mean, Anthony Davis gets called out all the time for not playing through injury and all that other kind of stuff, and yet Embiid's oh, kind sure. of in the same situation. Um, it's because you can't so, trash talk him because of the eyebrow. You oh, is that you can't because of the brow? Is it because him. of the brow? Okay. Yeah. Well, you know what? Hey, it's kudos, Anthony <laughs> Davis, for not getting rid of the brow, despite the fact that people were like, hey, you got a millions and millions of dollars now. Let's shave the brow. He's like, no, that's my look. Um, that's exactly how they all sound, by the way. Um, that's my thoughts. Chris, what do you think? Um, I mean, I think you guys hit the nail on the head. I, I mean, we hit the basket. Woo-hoo. Yeah. I'm all in the hoop. I didn't think he should have won the MVP last year because he refused to go play Joker in every time they had to play him. Um, the fact that he hasn't played in Denver in four years, five years now, in five years, 
hasn't played a game in Denver. And oh, by the way, Joker's been winning the MVPs before you. So Mm -hmm. if you don't want to play against the best, um, then you don't deserve deserve. to get the votes to be considered the best. That's my opinion on that. So I didn't think he was the MVP last year. I'm I'm not an MVP hater, but... um, He's, no, we're haters. He's a, he's a great we're player when he's hate. available. This, this Let's just hate. hate. Yeah, this is 2024, hate. the year of hate. This is hate. Yeah. Um, all right, cool. Yeah, like I said, he <laughs> wasn't the MVP last year, so I guess uh, I have That was hate. an easy sell for Chris. He's yeah. so loving, but yeah. he wants to hate now. That's well, great. when it comes to the Sixers, uh, you know, and Embiid, yeah, we can do that. So, yeah, okay. You know, I mean, Absolutely. Speaking of which, he yeah. did have a 70-point game uh, recently, yeah. boys, mm-hmm. in a whole string of scoring explosions, games, right? 60-plus 60, 60 point games. Mm. One in Denver. Yeah, right? So, uh, I mean, uh, a certain Luca had, what is it, Justin, 73? The highest point total out of all four of them. Okay. Yes. All right. Three points. So, Mikey, what were the totals? Do you have them? Do you know what they were? Uh, I don't we, we, know. MB went for 70. Yeah, he went for 70. Uh, KAT went for, was it 62? Yes. Okay. Like that. Yep. Uh, and then Luca went for 73. And Book went for 68 is it 68 67 again we we've got we got all oh yep stat guy chris uh, yep. mm-hmm. stat guy chris stat guy chris is on it yeah stat guy uh, chris is on it i think this was a low 60s you know look the bottom line is is that that's a ridiculous scoring tear i i look i I think 62 for Devin 62 Booker. for Devin 62, Booker. 62, okay. Okay. On 22 of 37 shooting. Yeah. I mean, look, here's the thing. Is that, you know, we all are a little bit on the older ilk. Um, you know, the, the NBA has changed most certainly. You know, defensively, you know, these guys, you blow on them, they go to the foul line. You know, the way that, uh, you know, because the three-point shot has been the new sexy shot, um, you know, you're, you're, you have to defend it. it used to be like, you just put a hand up and that was good defense because the team shot around 32%, 33%. But That's now because right, of analytics yeah. and three points is more than two points, you have more three point shooters. Wait, three which points means is defense. more than two points. Last time I checked my math. I didn't um, it, it, it can be. Um, and so, no, you know, no you got a lot more fouls happening. So you got a lot more opportunities for four point plays. Um, you know, and, and, and it's kind of bonkers because of that. Um, I mean, it's great to see, obviously, you know, I mean, it kind of makes you question and think that, you know, uh, Kobe's 81, um, is definitely potentially, you know, is in jeopardy. I mean, hell, Luca was nine points away. He's three, three pointers. He can, he can knock off three, three pointers yeah, in yeah. 30 seconds. A couple more minutes, you know what I mean? probably would have done it. Yeah. Um, probably would have done it. I mean, look, I, as a Kobe fan, as a Laker fan, I certainly don't want to see that happen. That's a record that I, 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 I don't want to see broken, um, but uh, and if I were a player, I'd be I'd 80, 80. I'm done. I'm missing that free throw, so I don't get eighty one. That's just me. Um, that's wishful thinking. I get it, but <laughs> you know, I mean, look, it's it's impressive. Don't get me wrong, but yeah. I mean, defense isn't what it once was. No. I was talking about this the other day with a buddy of mine. That like, you know, the NBA is just kind of like everybody's friends. Like, you don't have those cool rivalries of like the Lakers versus the Kings or the Lakers versus 
the Suns or Pistons or against the Pistons and Knicks or anything like that, man. You don't yeah. have Rick Fox like running through the tunnels in a preseason game to go hunt down like Doug Christie. Like you yes. don't have these types of situations where teams legit everybody's dapping it up, talking about how where are we gonna go eat afterwards? You know, let's let's do a TikTok. Like, no. Like, I want some There's legit... There's no need for I want Jeff Van Gundy to grab somebody's ankles right. in a fight. And look, this, this, is, this, is, this is why I made the case for why Draymond Green is good for the NBA. And look, as much as we've talked smack about, like, Dylan Brooks on this podcast, that's why they're good for the NBA because they actually... Those kind of dirty-ass players, Grayson Allen comes to mind, those kind of guys... Uh, <laughs> ...are the kind of players... They get under the skin of other teams, which means that there's something there. I mean, you kind of had the cusp of that last season with the Grizzlies and the Lakers, right? That's true. And 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 the and the polar bears and I, you know, I poke bears and all that other kind of stuff. And then Dylan Brooks, what did he do? He went to the Rockets, so that was automatically done. But. That's what's missing. And when you see these big scoring games, you don't have those enforcers necessarily to go out there and be like, "Yo, I'm taking you out." Yeah. Draymond Green yeah. comes to mind. Another Justin's favorite players, but yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I just that's where I take that scoring business. Uh, it's impressive. It's cool. K- kudos to Luca. Uh, he's a talent. Um, but it, it's just it's kind of like I, just, I don't. I'd rather see two guys go at it for thirty points and a hard fought game than seven. Well, yeah, that's why I was gonna say. Yeah, the, I was gonna bring I mean, up the the Laker and Warrior game. Yeah. So Double that was overtime. a fantastic game. But that reminded me of like an old school basketball yes, game because 100%. there wasn't trading a lot shots. of like yeah trading oh, shots. Man. They weren't calling every fucking foul right, either. Right, like it yeah. was actually like like the basketball of old. Yeah, where it's absolutely. Just like you let the two teams go, and we'll call like some fouls, but if we're just gonna let them play, like and it's cool. Yeah, like I mean, that, was, that about... was a fantastic game. Oh yeah, it yes, it was. That I was, was drinking beer at Lucky Luke's when I watched while that game was. Out. No, you. Yeah. Oh what. Drinking beer? Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, no, I don't right. drink. Shocking I pretended to drink my podcast soda. <laughs> All right. Uh, also, uh, Chris, do you have anything to add with the uh, the, the ridiculous scoring totals? I, no, I'd like, I think I think you did a good – both you guys did a good job breaking it down. But, yeah, Thank is you. it impressive? Yeah, it's impressive. I mean, it's – today's NBA, you score more points. And to your point, I think it, it's officiated obviously differently and – there's there's a lot of things. So you can, I mean, I it it's impressive. I yeah. I will say this. I I think Kobe's eighty one. Um, the the games from Jordan. You know, Wilt's a hundred. You know, the, the a little more impressive still, obviously, mm-hmm. because of yeah. the context and, 60 the and how the game was yeah, at the time, how the game 60. was officiated, how the defense was played, and all that kind of stuff. So yeah. And to your point, I mean. You know, the, everybody's buddies now. So I mean, there's there's kind of not that um, intense. Like we got to stop yeah. this team. You know, Jordan's not shitting on us tonight. Yeah, I mean, you know, right anyway. out the gate when the Lakers came into in, in, into the Kings Arena back in the day, like those cowbells were going. Oh off. yeah, right before man. even tip, it was booze. Like there was yeah. just there was hatred. Yeah. Same thing when the Kings came down to Staples Center back when yeah. it was Staples and not crypto. Like. You, you just had this boo. It was, yeah. it could be that, that preseason game that Rick Fox, they got into a fight in a preseason game because it boiled over from the playoffs of the previous year. Yeah. That's yeah. how much they hated each other. And that was so awesome. And we don't have that anymore. No, not tonight. They're like, you, you go for 40, I'll go for 40. And then, you know, we'll and we're going to dinner together dinner at the yeah. house And speaking you know. of rivalries. Yes. Lakers, Boston tonight in Boston, Shaq or not Shaq. I'm, I'm going back. Uh, 
LeBron and AD are out tonight. So oh, guess what? Easy win, win for Boston. Yeah, Boston's gonna pad their stats. Thirty-eight and eleven coming up. Lakers are gonna be hovering around below that five hundred mark. Woohoo! Twenty-four and twenty-five currently. Uh, in other basketball news, guys, uh, Wes yes. Unsell Jr. is out as the Wizards coach. Happened no, the same but time they were doing Rivers so going shitty. I, yeah, I know. Damn it, they were my pick for the championship yeah, yeah. this year. Competing for the with but the Detroit Pistons for the worst record in the NBA uh, Eastern so Conference. Good. Uh, is Jordan Poole okay? Yeah, Jordan Poole. sort of, kind of. Uh, they're going to be team to watch out for come trade deadline, which is coming up here in the next couple of weeks, guys. Mm-hmm. Um, they're just going to fire sale. Mm-hmm. Uh, nobody on that team apparently is uh, unattainable. Uh, they're listening to offers from everybody and anybody. Um, so continue that dumpster fire there. Charlotte, another team probably going to be on the, the watch party for uh, fire sale. Um, Terry Rozier, obviously already being traded away to the Miami Heat, uh, for Kyle Lowry, um, who's a buyout candidate, be on the lookout for him to join a contender. Uh, funny enough, uh, rumored to go potentially to the Lakers if he does get bought out, which before he went and, um, signed a free agent deal, uh, he was being recruited by the Lakers, uh, before they went in a different direction. So, um, interesting tidbit of information there, fellas. Um, you know. Quick question, um, the Knicks. The Knicks have been one of the hottest teams in the NBA as of late. They're currently sitting at number three in the Eastern Conference. They were 14-2, and two, uh, had the best record in the NBA for the month of January. It's the first time that that wow. team has had the best record in the NBA for wow. a stretch like that since 1990. I was a whopping 12 years old. Uh, in fact, fun fact, uh, Green Day's album, seminal album, Dookie, came out today in 1994. So we can oh, bring wow. all that All right. Yeah. Uh, but the Knicks, 9-1 in their last 10 games. They're winners of eight straight games. Uh, ever since they made the trade with Toronto to get OG Ananobi, uh, they've been hot. Now... Justin pointed out while Chris was in the restroom that, uh, you know, Julius Randle is going to be out for the next couple weeks because he dislocated his shoulder. Um, Knicks, are they for real? Yeah, I I think they're for real. Don't everybody talk at once. Yeah. um, (laughs) I mean, yeah, I I, I think they're for real. I think obviously the early returns, uh, to your point, after the trade have been great. Yeah. you know, Julius Randle being out now, we'll see how that impacts them. Um, you know, just as the momentum is starting to get going and mm-hmm. they're maybe turning a corner, that could kind of quell everything a little bit and, and kind of keep them around three or four seed. Um, I don't know. I But, yeah, I think they're for real. I, you know, the the brunt of this team has been there the last couple of years, and then, you know, you, you add a player like OG and, mm-hmm. and, uh, and they're taking off. So, um, yeah, I, I think they're definitely legit. Uh, especially because it's it's the East and not the West, and uh, outside of the Celtics and the Bucks, I, I, there's not a lot of other main contenders. You know, Miami's there again, of course, but you know, again, not looking like a f- top four team. So um, outside of that, we talked about Philly and you know Embiid. You know, how, how once he's out of the MVP, how many more games he's going to miss? Right? Because yeah. uh, apparently. He's saying that he's got a real knee injury and he's only playing because of scrutiny. So um, if he's actually hurt, needs to sit out, might want to do that and get ready for the end of the season. But so, yeah, I think the Knicks are definitely legit. I think they're okay. top three or four contender in the East right there with the Celtics and, and the Bucks. So, All right. Yeah. Okay. 
I mean, I think you want them to be for real, but yeah. you know, history shows that the Knicks gonna nick. Yeah, especially coming to the playoffs, like you know, they usually kind of shit the bed in that second round or, or so. Um, but I mean, as of right now, I mean, they're 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 destroying. I mean, it is the regular season, the East is a little bit kind of weak right now. Mm-hmm. Um, just not there's not a whole lot of teams that are. You know, I would say like, man, they're going all the way. Like, if it's not Boston, I mean, that's 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 really the only other team. Yeah. Um, you know, I would I would like to see a, a Nick, you know, Eastern Conference Championship game. You know, Madison that would be Square kind of Garden, that would be baby. kind of that would be kind of cool to see. Um, you know, would can they get to the to the finals? I I don't know. I still think uh, Boston's too much of a juggernaut um, to to for them to get past, but I think this is the step in the right direction for them um, to to kind of showcase and say, hey, we are like an actual contender and we can be a little bit feared. Um, I just don't know if it's going to be this year for that come playoff time. Um, you know, defensively, they're still they're they're really good defensively. I think that's been their Kind of their niche this year is, totally. is their yeah. defense has been insanely good. Um, offense still, you know, it's it's good. Um, you know, probably still needs some more work. Um, they might make maybe make another trade before trade deadline just to kind of you know pad some areas. But uh, it's cool seeing them, you know, go on that run in January. That was that was pretty neat. You know, yeah, it's kind of right? given a lot of life to some New York fans. But I think. Also, New York fans kind of know what they get when it comes with the Knicks. There's not a lot of success, uh, you know, come playoff time. So we'll see. We'll see what happens when we when we hit playoffs, and you know, if they maybe get like a four zero sweep, yeah. you know, maybe yeah. they get a four zero sweep, and then we start looking at okay, hold up now, maybe they are kind of uh, a, you know a threat to maybe the the Boston's and the whoever else is up there at that time because who knows if it's going to be Milwaukee, Cleveland. Philadelphia, who knows, who knows. Right. But yeah, it's cool to see them. It's cool to see them uh, doing what they're doing. It's pretty nice. Yeah. Jalen Brunson, all-star, all-star starter snub. Yeah, he should have got a start. He should have got a start. But it's not know, a sexy name. It's not. Not as sexy as Dame Lillard. A uh, quick other fun fact here. No. Cleveland Cavaliers, 9-1, no. the other hottest team in the NBA. They're in their last 10. They're on a three-game winning streak. Be on the lookout for them. Donovan Mitchell has been um, kind of on a tear as of late. Um, you know, the Pacers, they slipped a little bit. Four and six in their last ten. Tyrese Halliburton's supposed to be coming back from injury soon. They'll be fine. Uh, they will be fine. Uh, Jaime Jaquez Jr., man, that dude is definitely a Miami Heat player. Going to be in a dunk contest. Uh, kudos to him. You look in the Western Conference, uh, Minnesota still sitting there pretty at number one. Seven and three in their last ten, looking pretty solid. Uh, the Clippers, the yes, hottest so team uh, in the last 10, uh, aside from the Phoenix Suns in the Western Conference, sitting at 8-2. and two. Um, Phoenix Suns starting to make some noise, 28-20, and 8-2 um, eh. and two in their last 10. Eh. Uh, you know, <laughs> still remains to be seen. However, they are playing, eh. um, and, you know, there, there they are. Um, I said eh, Mike. Uh, we already predicted Los Angeles Lakers losing tonight in Boston because no LeBron, no AD, 24 and 25, 5 and 5 in their last 10. Um, they are 10 and 16 in the last 26 games since they won the in- inaugural 
in-season tournament. Uh, definitely uh, in the mixed show. <laughs> in the mix of uh, trade uh, rumors uh, with regards to yeah. the trade deadline coming up. Yeah. Uh, DeJounte Murray is the name that keeps popping up with regards to the Lakers. Apparently they had a deal in place, but uh, Atlanta could not find a third team to take on D'Angelo Russell, uh, who's actually himself has been on a mighty big tear, averaging uh, like 20-some-odd points, six oh, assists, wow. uh, shooting lights out from deep. Um, so maybe making a case for why he should stay, although, and I don't know if Murray's necessarily an upgrade. Um, so yeah, there I mean, you go. Hawks haven't tore it up since he went there. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, exactly. And he was supposed to be a missing piece. Uh, yeah. So, you know, I mean, but then again, he's playing with my favorite player, Trey Young. So there you go. That's that. Um, uh, I got nothing else really, uh, to say about the NBA currently there, fellas. So, um, yeah, no, I I think uh, you know we covered it, right? I mean, we talked about the big the big coaching change with the Bucks. Uh, good little rundown of the standings there and what's yeah. going on. Knicks have been hot. Talked about them. Yeah, um, yeah. I think that's it, boys. All, All right. right. Do you guys have anything in closing today? Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, I got nothing. I got All nothing. right, yeah, boys. All right. Hey, there you go, guys. Balls and Beards podcast, season four, episode two in the books. Great time as always. Super Bowl preview, a little bit of everything. We will see you guys. Go Saints. On the flip. (laughs) 